Welcome to Denny's Questions. I didn't expect you to go that full hog with it, but thank you. That's a nice little intro. Friends, hello there. Welcome to Disney Discussions, uh, the Christmas edition. Whether or not you are listening on the feed of Comics in Motion, Genuine Chit Chat, or you're watching the video version on the Genuine Chit Chat YouTube channel, welcome. Hope you're having a Merry Christmas and a great holiday season. So, little intro there. That was obviously Megan singing, not me, unsurprisingly. Um, but this is another one of our Disney Discussions. This is number five, and we are tackling five Christmas movies to celebrate the season. Uh, so we are tackling Nightmare Before Christmas, Muppet Christmas Carol, Santa Claus 1 and 2, and Ernest Saves Christmas. Two classics, and then a couple that are not quite as well known, but really, really fun to talk about. As always with Disney Discussions, I'm joined by Megan, Rhea, and Spider Dan. Details are in the description of the previous episodes of Disney Discussions, three of which are on the feed of Genuine Chit Chat and I think Comics in Motion, and one of them is on the feed of Spider Dan and Secret Boars. But there is a YouTube playlist where you can click on in the description, and it will take you to all of the Disney Discussions and also a little bonus kind of episode zero if you were that spider dan has done as well as always check out the description because as well as what i've just mentioned there's also the social media and things for Rhea, dan myself and also megan and then there's also some bits and pieces about other guest spots and other stuff i've been up to recently you may be able to hear megan giggling in the background because as i was trying to say something she's because we're sat in a car waiting for our friends to arrive so editing on the road that's what a usual thing and so we're sat in a car and megan rather than just sitting still for a minute decided to start scrolling on her phone and then clicked on a video that started no, i didn't think i didn't know it was a video i was looking through some pictures and one of them was a video yeah yeah likely story uh, but these are the kind of exciting things you get when i'm editing on the road because normally megan doesn't get involved but with the frank burton episode um i think it's the was it the rather one i don't remember i think it's it the don't ever tell me what doesn't matter to my lovely listeners or ours because you're a podcaster too and you're involved in this yes thank you um but friends please tell us what you think of these five fun festive movies see if you agree with any of our critiques and are there any movies here that uh are there any movies that you absolutely love at christmas time that aren't here because maybe we'll do another one next year i'm not too sure because disney uh don't have actually that many amazing christmas movies that's not disney that's what I'm saying, because it's a Disney discussion, isn't it? No, but I thought it was on Disney. We'll have to see about that. Well, Maybe next got, year we'll be... The Grinch That Stole Christmas, that's on Disney. Yeah, there's that Noel film as well of Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader, which I listened to a Pop Gorillas uh, review on that. Not very good. Well, Rhea said it was actually all right. Well, anyway. Well, yes. Anyway, rambly, rambly. Um, but please, listen on, have a lot of fun, tell myself, Megan, Rhea, and Spider-Dan what you thought of this wonderful episode. Share with your friends as much as you can, uh, and then I will be back at the end just to give a little bit more information on what's to come on Genuine Chit Chat, and a little bit of what's to come on Star Wars Comics and Canon, as this is on the feed of Comics in Motion as well. But thank you, friends. We appreciate all of you. Hope you have a wonderful Christmas season, and I'll talk to you at the end. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people, and I'm your host, Mike Burton. And here we are with Dan vibrating. Uh, we are here constantly, constantly vibrating. I'm I'm full of the goose pimples Ooh, and bumps. Some, some ladies are going to love that, Dan. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> Historically, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're dancing hard enough. I think the harder you dance, the more likely. It's like, it'll become like a physical magnet and there'll be women walking in the street, but they won't be moving because they'll be drawn physically to mm. you, like unable to stop. Like a moth to the flame. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. But with that, we are talking 
with Disney discussions, Christmas special or number five. Don't know. I'll figure out if the one in the new year is going to be six <laughs> or five. We'll figure that out. That's a 2023 problem. But we're finishing off the year uh, and the first sort of bunch of Disney discussions with Christmas, of course. So we've all kind of chosen a Christmas film that either we think is one of the best or that we thoroughly enjoy. And uh, yeah, there's a nice little mix here. So uh, we haven't really planned much in this. We just kind of went away and watched the films and stuff. So does anyone want to volunteer to go first? That's a first. Normally just one of us just sort of kind of pokes the bear. But does anyone want to? Yeah, I'll go first because it's yeah. an easy one because I Smash presume it. we've got a lot more to say about uh, your pick, Mike, and your pick, Dan. Me and Megan have just gone for just excellent films, mm-hmm. which we'll talk mm-hmm. about within like five minutes, right? Sure. <laughs> Classics, yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. You can't, you, can't do, you can't do worse than me starting off the last one. So <laughs> yeah. Rhea, Rhea than, It'll be Rhea than Megan then. That's fine. Yeah, Dan taking up 25 minutes of the <laughs> run time just to explain the plot. So we might as well just watch the film now. <laughs> prepare for prattle. That's it was great. <laughs> to be fair, when I was listening back to it, although it was funny how much you were talking, it was very entertaining when I was editing it and stuff. I can't so. even remember what film it was. What film was it? Uh, uh up. up 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 that was it <laughs> don't worry we'll, we'll wow play you really we'll play was the, really moved by it we'll, we'll play yeah we'll play you back the 25 minutes that i'm talking <laughs> just for your just for your information just be Thanks. like yeah thank quality you. <laughs> um but ria yes so first, i can only i can only apologize in the background are two very naughty kittens who are clearly psyched for Christmas. So I apologise for the background noise whilst I'm talking. So my first choice was chosen by Megan. So this was clearly the, the second, because what the, the film that Megan chose is pretty much most people's favourite Christmas film. And I would say this probably comes up like in people's top fives. And it is normally in my top five. However, watching it this time, I was less blown away by it, I have to be honest. There is a similar film that I think is about a million times better stop motion film. I'm, of course, talking about The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, So, I mean, do we need to explain it? It's a stop motion animated film. It's a musical. It's directed by Henry Selleck based on... Uh, an idea from Tim Burton. So it's not technically Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, everyone. I know people like to be like, oh, Tim Burton directed it. He didn't. Mm, he That's didn't. wrong. If it comes up in a pub quiz and you say, ha ha, they're doing it to trick you. <laughs> so I think um, sometimes, sometimes there's like producers and they have, and if the producer is quite a well-known yeah. name, sometimes they put the name on. I think that's kind of what this is. But because it's such a Tim Burton-y idea, I think a lot of people just assume that it's they, him. They absolutely do. And I think that's to the complete... You know, I think Henry Selleck does a is fantastic, as we'll know by Coraline, which is the film that I think is about a hundred times better than this one. Anyway, it's still a great film. Um, so it's we are in Halloween Town. We meet Jack Skellington. He runs Halloween every year, and all the monsters and creepy crawlies. Um, he feels hollow inside. He's not getting what he wants from Halloween anymore. So he wanders through a dark wood and finds a door that leads him to Christmas Town and there's singing and jolly lights, but he doesn't understand it because fundamentally he's dark, he's emo, he is Tim Burton, and emos can't enjoy Christmas. So he tries to bring, tries to take over Christmas, gets all the little Halloween Town buddies to do shit like uh, kidnap Santa Claus or Sandy Claus, and there's fun musical numbers 
he ruins Christmas, gets missiles shot at him, but then he realizes he's made a mistake and he is he is Jack Skellington, he is Halloween, and he technically saves Christmas by not doing Christmas anymore by releasing Father Christmas. And there's a love story with a woman who is made by a man who fancies Jack and has very little agency of her own. It's all because she fancies Jack. But it's it's a good fun. It's good fun. It's a good good laugh. Good Christmassy chats. It's got Christmas lights. It's got songs. What more do you want? There you go. That was my pick. Well, Megan actually enjoyed this more on this rewatch than I think previously. I think you two have kind of swapped Ooh. almost. So That's what great. did you used to think of Nightmare and what do you think of it now? Because you haven't watched it. Did you watch it loads of times or have you only no. seen it a few? I feel like I watched it when I was younger and I've shown it to students at school at Christmas, but lo and behold, because I'm a teacher, I only get to see the first half of a film, like multiple times. So I was like, oh no, I don't like this film. I don't like this film. But then we were watching it. I was just like, I don't, I don't remember this bit and I don't remember this bit and I don't remember this bit. I didn't remember the ending at all. So it was, I actually got to finish the movie, which was quite nice. And you enjoyed it? Yeah, I liked it. Thought it was all right. Do you prefer that or Coraline? Coraline freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, should do. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, so probably Nightmare Before Christmas. I, th- I think Coraline is probably a, the greatest stop motion film ever. I think a close second though is Cuba and the Two String. That's amazing. But I don't want to go off on a tangent about those. Um, I kind of do, but I'm not going to because it's Christmas. Uh, we'll just talk about Coraline a different time, Mike. Yes, we will. 100%. It's like one of my favourite sort of sort of kids novels and it's one of my favorite stop motions it's incredible uh but yeah i think uh a christmas coral i'm that's a good one that's a good connection <laughs> that's a good connection it's still not a christmas film this isn't like a no. diehard discussion <laughs> it's uh it's definitely not a, a christmas film but nightmare is i think it's really good i've always just enjoyed it i think it's like a solid good it's a, it's a good Halloween movie. It's a good Christmas movie. It's a good musical. It's good stop motion, dark I, stuff. There's a lot of songs that I don't like in this film, though. Really? All right. I'm interested, very, very interested in that because I think the songs are banging. So I'm well interested in what songs you don't I like. I really, really don't like the song that the three kids sing. <laughs> Get up the Santa okay. Claus. I love right. that one. Oh, I quite yeah, it's like a that great song. I love hate that yeah. song. I love Corn's cover of it. I really, really don't like it. And I also didn't like the song that the like stitchy lady, um, Sally. Sally, yeah, that, that the ballad, she sings. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's the worst. Like, it's rubbish. Very boring. Bland. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but I there's did a doggy. Like, there is zero. Zero is great. Um, I, I enjoy I'm pretty much sure. I, I think all the music is good enough but I always I go off and I always say if people enjoy Nightmare Before Christmas check out the Nightmare Revisited album uh, it's out it's just uh, lots of the songs in this covered by different artists and uh, most of the songs are amazing and it's just a really good listen Korn's version of uh, Kid of the Santa Claus is incredible and I think Rise Against do Making Christmas it's just I love it Panic at the Disco cover one of the songs in it don't they I believe so yeah. I think so but yeah, it's it's worth a listen. It's uh, you get Amy Lee of Evanescence doing Sally song, which is cool as well. But sorry, Dan, you haven't said your thoughts on Nightmare. I had not seen this in a very long time. Possibly, I, I do remember seeing it either at home or at the cinema. I think I was maybe at an age where I was a bit like, you know, like I've said before, that I was kind of like Disney films are for kids, yeah. uh, and I was like, all right, let's let's go and look at some other stuff. 
and I, I don't know, there was just something about it that I I just I couldn't get into or I didn't really enjoy. However, this time round, I really did get into it. I I liked I like the ideas um, that they're playing with. I like I like how it's kind of like about respecting people's culture and you know how they celebrate certain holidays or what holiday holidays are important for for them and not to you know erase other holidays necessarily i think there's a a really good message in there but i thought i think the songs are great i think they're really really fun and really it's very danny elfman which mm-hmm. uh, which i quite like and you know there's that gothic element to it and yeah, I, I thought it was fun. I, I I think there are some like you know there were some moments where I'm like, how does that work? How does he get? Is is Earth separate from these holiday places? Is is the the are those children in the Christmas world, or is that a separate thing? How do they get to Earth? Is that another door that we don't see? Or and if it is, if Halloween is the holiday where people visit, then why have not Jack not? visited earth on halloween uh, there's a few like you know kind of world building issues i had with it mm-hmm. um i think the first half is probably better than the second i think the second does kind of um it goes off at a pace but i think it kind of needs to by that point so i, I don't know i i think maybe if you uh maybe if you dropped one of the songs like the sally song um or something like that you could have fit a bit more kind of um you know kind of character and story stuff um yeah i wasn't wasn't a fan of the doctor the evil doctor i don't think he was very interesting and he was quite you know misogynistic and stuff but i guess that's kind of the point that sally has to escape um i did quite enjoy uh when he delivers the presents that's probably my favorite part is when jack is actually delivering the presents and all the kids are like reacting and like oh my god what's this um i I love that i love that he just doesn't get it like he can't Mm -hmm. they they can't quite grasp the holiday itself what what it means as well and how yeah i i love that and they're trying he's like trying to figure out he's doing science experiments uh but it's not it's not something that is scientific it's something you just have to do um, but yeah, I do. I do think the end is a little rushed. Um, but I quite enjoyed the bit where they're trying to shoot him dead. I hate that bit. That's my <laughs> least favorite bit. It's so it ma- it ma- stupid. <laughs> it makes it makes me laugh though because I'm like, so uh, you know, like um, like Clifford the Big Red Dog. Mm-hmm. I I always think like he's a kaiju, right? So he's a giant monster. So why are the army not fucking like trying to kill him or something? Now, that that's the the cliff of the big red dog movie I would make. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but in this, they actually do try to shoot this imposter Santa who's, you know, maliciously throwing like down death traps and deadly animals down the chimney <laughs> and trying to scare people. But yeah, I I, I don't know if the, I, I feel like the realization of him going, oh, I've done it all wrong is a bit like it just, he gets shot down. He's like, oh, I must have done it badly. Oh, well, I'll just go back to doing what I did. I think there's a few kind of story elements that don't exactly work for me, but I think on the whole, I I did enjoy it. Um, I don't think it's sorry. As, no, it's okay. Um, no, I no, think sorry, it's, I got too excited. I apologize. You, you finished right. your thought. Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily a, a cl- classic, but I get why people like it. I love the designs of all the characters and the Halloween town and the world they build. But yeah, I think. It's just maybe some of the scripting and stuff that I, I have ma- major issues with. But on the whole, I did have a lot of fun with it. 
sorry I interrupted you because I got overexcited because I agree with a with a point that you made, which is I feel like what on this watch because this is a film I'm like universally loved since I first saw it. I've always thought it's amazing. I think a lot of it is the style, the design. I mean, it's it, it's incredible to look at. It's beautiful to look at, but is Jack's about turn to be like, oh yeah, I am just the pumpkin king like just wipes out the whole rest of the film because the messaging I think is really strong and really important that like Jack's been he's like being made to, to this is his job he cannot go out of that role right yet he feels hollow he feels like there's something missing he sees something out and he can't fundamentally get it and that's fine like I think that's really interesting as well you know like they just can't understand Christmas because they were not made to be Christmas right they weren't made for Christmas Town. they were made for Halloween Town. So for me, I'm I'm like watching. I'm like, oh, God, this is great mission. I think that's actually really interesting. Really exploring it, and then it gets to the end, and I forgot that at the end. It's just like, oh well, I'll just go back to being the pumpkin king. I'm like, what's he learned? Like, mm. where's his character arc? What I I, I felt like, like I it remembered. Just feels so empty. Yeah, I feel like I remember that he spoke to Santa, and he tried to like like he had him hostage for a while, and that he spoke to Santa, and he learned more about Christmas, what it actually means. That would have made more sense to me than him being shot down and then going. <laughs> it's like like he had a bump on the noggin and was like, oh, you know what? Not for me this Christmas. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just somehow remembered there being a bit more of like because because arguably he's the you could argue he's the villain of the piece. Oogie Boogie does very very little kind of villainous stuff. And uh, don't get me started on all the gambling stuff. Like what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like. I'm like what why is why is there a gambling theme because there's no like there's no wager there's nothing like that he's just he's a bag of bugs you know I, I get these like the boogeyman and stuff but I just I didn't get where all this kind of rolling the dice and shit was coming from because he didn't do anything with it it's just like uh, visually it didn't match him or his character uh, character what he was trying to do I, I just felt like they I think they felt that they had to put him in because mm. Jack is actually the villain of the story mm. it's just a bunch of ideas isn't it it's yeah. Tim Burton went I've got an amazing idea for Halloween Town these are all the characters mm. let's whack them all in whereas you know Tim Burton did this at the height of his Tim Burton powers right yeah. it could have done with somebody going mm, I don't I don't think that quite works yeah. i get that you're a misfit and you like all these supposedly weird things they're all actually mainstream um you know it's and some of these need to be like you know what don't let's just not do that all the rest is really strong let's keep that in and there was nobody who was like brave enough to say that to him well also i think that when it comes down to it nightmare is an aesthetic and a soundtrack that's at the yeah. core of it that's what it is. And it started off this whole movement of alternative people and this kind of, it's kind of like mainstream alternative, you know, it's kind of gothic, but it's cool. You know, it's, you can be gothic, but it's cool. It's, it's mainstream, but it's not too much of this, too much of that, but it's just where it's a be, sound. You can be gothic, but you can like Disney. Yeah, exactly. It's like towing the line. It's kind of like, look, we're the best of all these things with a kind of this dissonance. Yeah, it's a musical and stuff and it's goofy, but it's gothic and dark and evil. And it's Halloween, but it's also Christmas. And it's the, these mixes together. And <clears throat> I just think really it's just boils down to it. It's an aesthetic and it's a soundtrack. And that's how I kind of feel about it in a good way. But yeah. you, you check no, out any other elements. It's like, mm. and that can still be good. You're totally yeah. right. That can still be enjoyable and make you feel good. Hmm. 
Yeah, no, no. I, I, I think Mike is absolutely. I think he's hit the nail right on the head because he's he is a clever boy, um, <laughs> and yeah, I think it is. A, I think it's a, a style and aesthetic, and I can see why there's so many like hardcore fans of it. I can see because it's such an imaginative world and everything they create. Um, yeah, I just don't think necessarily the story storytelling that is there and the character is there. Um, but I can see, I enjoyed it watching it this time, but I don't think it's one I'll often revisit but I, I i respect the idea and what they're trying to say and and all of that but uh but yeah it was good it was good i like it yeah is there anything else anyone wants to add to nightmare i want to talk about the next one well megan i think you take you take the stand for your chosen christmas movie all right go on then what is it it's the greatest christmas movie of all time it, some might even say just the greatest movie of all time because <laughs> it's fucking fantastic and I could watch it all the time. In fact, I'd probably watch it at least once, one to twice every single Christmas and that Ooh. is A Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. It's a good film. I love it. Well, tell us, <laughs> what, what, happen- what happens and why do you love it? Why did you choose it? Why did I choose it? It's just great. Um, it's a 10 out of 10. It's the same as Thor Ragnarok. 10 out of 10. It... Um, What's it about? Well, it's based on Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Yeah. So it's the story of Ebenezer Scrooge, a grumpy old man that wants to, oh, what's the bloody quote? Decrease the surplus population. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it's about him. He's he's grumpy. He's mean. He doesn't care about Christmas. In fact, he just wants to make everybody work because he's miserable. Um, and he ends up getting visited by three ghosts. The ghost of Christmas past. Technically, five ghosts, if you include Marley and Marley. Well, in in yes, well in this film, yes, there's Marley and Marley. Marley and Marley, such Whoa. a good song, <laughs> such a good song. It's, that's one of my favourite songs from the film. I love it it's so much. It's the best much. song. Um, and I just and Kevin will be so to like wind me up. I'll like it. We'll watch it because I put it on every single year, and uh, and every time that song comes on, I'm like, oh, it's such a good song. And then when it ends, I like, oh, it's such a good song. And to wind me up, Kevin's like, mm, is it though? <laughs> I know you're doing it on purpose. Me and my brother will literally just send the word Marley to each other, and the other one will reply going, whoa. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Scrooge. He gets visited by the ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of. Christmas is yet to come. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. or future. And who plays? I'm, I'm not sure what it. What, what is it in the book? Is it yet to come? Yet to or? come in the book. Yeah, in the book. Right. And right. it's played. Get Dickens sucks. So <laughs> <laughs> and Scrooge is played by uh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine, Master Wayne. My name is Michael Caine, Master Wayne. <laughs> um, and yeah, weirdly enough, this is completely unrelated, but linked to Michael Caine. I had to cover an English lesson today because a member of staff was ill and we had to watch a film called Educating Rita and then oh, yeah. Michael Caine popped up. Yeah, like, hello. Film. And we watched it like literally yesterday. I thought you were like Harry Brown or something and I was like, I'm sure you're not allowed to show that in school. That's a very different movie. <laughs> Brilliant movie though. Fantastic. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. All, the ch- all the chaps in school will, will run home and be really scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't kick an old person ever again. <laughs> But, but yeah, so it, it's that story, um, but with Muppets, which makes it infinitely better. They should do more stories, and just classic tales of Muppets. I can't remember all of their names. The, there's the two main storytellers, which is, 
Oh, bollocks. What's his name? Rizzo the Rat. Rizzo the Rat, yeah. He's credited, actually, Ria, as the great Gonzo. Great Gonzo. Always the great Gonzo. Or Charles Dickens. (laughs) Yeah, or Charles Dickens, yeah. (laughs) The the dick. (laughs) But yeah, that's this film. And I love it so much. I, I, I like, it is a fantastic movie anyway. But I think for nostalgic reasons, I love this film because me and my brother grew up watching this movie. Um, and every single year, without fail, we'd always put a Muppets Christmas Carol on. And it's a musical as well. Yeah. And then we'd always look at each other across the room and be ready to sing the line, no cheeses for us, Mises. <laughs> <laughs> like so every- what's everyone's favourite song from it? Marley and Marley. Yeah, it's the best, clearly. <laughs> uh, not Marley and Marley, actually. Um <gasps> I'm trying to think of them all now. Yeah, I'm trying to, I can't even think of how to identify I mean, them. Is it Michael Caine singing the song at the end, Thankful Heart? Uh, because absolutely, having absolutely. Michael Caine sing is amazing. <laughs> oh, you like the uh, ghost of Christmas present. You like him. I love him as a character. His, his No, you better, man. He, he's, <laughs> uh, he's pretty good. I think it's... Um, when Michael Caine's, I think, I think when he first goes out into the city, he's all grumpy and hating everything. I think that's the song I quite like. Here comes Mr. Humdrum. I like all the songs. I think. I think. I think the first one is mine. I think the first one. It is great tune. Yeah. Here comes Mr. They all just work really well. What I love about the music in this is that the vocals are the main point. And the thing is, is that in general music, I generally like instruments to be have a lot more you know notice but when you have a musical if you don't have the vocals clear as day you have no idea what's going on but because you can hear the vast majority of the lyrics but because the muppets and everything are also atmospheric and so emotive in certain ways you know exactly what's going on judging by literally you can focus one of the fun things about this movie is you could basically watch the whole movie and just focus on the top left corner and not let look anywhere else, and then watch the whole film again. Just look in the right corner, and just almost do that or several watch times. All of the different Muppets, yeah, or just focus exactly, exactly yeah, on specific there's people. Something going on, yeah, and they all kind of fit into vaguely what's going on. And I think that's where generationally it works so well because there's dialogue that's clever, there's background gags, but there's also so much going on. Any age can really enjoy it. And it's got songs, and there's parts that don't have songs. It's not all singing, and it's got this and that, and silly bits in the middle. But the plot is really easy to follow. And it has quotes from the book, so it's educational. It's just yeah, got exactly. a little bit of everything. I think that's what works with it. And I think that it just, it everything it tries to do, it just really works at. It's like, let's do a classic tale with a bit of fun with Muppets. And you go, there you go, smash it. And it stands updating Dickens so people can actually enjoy it instead of reading 10 fucking pages about fog. I've been trying not to swear because <laughs> we're talking about Disney. And I've talked we've about always, Dickens we've always got swear. angry. I know, but I'm trying to like dial it back. It's like lovely, Muppets Christmas Carol. Sure. Wonderful for children. But yeah, I mean, updating Dickens, you don't have to read 10 pages about fog is delightful, right? Like they, they made Dickens fun. I'm sorry. I know people love Dickens. He's not that great. Everybody. Just were you, were you reading the fog, Rhea? <laughs> <laughs> if only missed. that would be delightful. No, <laughs> I was forced to read Bleak House. Um, yeah. I've never read any Dickens. Sounds good. Bleak. Keep it that I've way. I've read A Christmas Carol. Have you? How was yeah. it? Right. inferior to the Muppets because every every iteration I don't even know why they keep bothering it's just like every time you make it isn't it's there like, one iteration of A Christmas Carol that's got Blumen one of the Mitchell brothers from EastEnders probably it? probably a I don't know one. but I need to watch that, that it's the it's, it's the other one it's not the main one the other one Phil or Grant Grant Mitchell Grant oh, man 
yeah, hard man, the hard man. Yeah. that one yeah yeah i think anyway if there's no muppets i'm not interested what what i, <laughs> yeah, what I, what I like about it is that you know the the purists the dickens purists might turn their nose up at it but i think it actually gets across the idea really well while still being entertaining and fun. And it doesn't take any of the seriousness away. He's still, you know, he's still going to die. He's still, you know, he's still treated fucking horrifically, but then he's still horrific to everybody else. Like, it's not like, oh, let's make him more likable because it's a kid's movie or something. They they still show, like, what his fate will be. It's, like, serious. This is, like, you know. Um, and... Yeah, I think I think it always it always will work. It always has worked. I'm still laughing at the jokes. You know, it's the the Muppets aren't distracting. Again, it adds another layer, more entertaining layer, and it and it also helps take away the the seriousness a little bit, just to kind of lighten the mood just a little bit. You can kind of you know you know oh here's here's the Grim Reaper. Oh, but here's <laughs> you know Rizzo getting lit on fire. I I I think. I think that's why it works, and I and I think the the central performance by Michael Caine is really good. Mm. He can't dance or sing. <laughs> I like that. Like I like that because sort of like the the musical numbers are from the Muppets mostly, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. And I like that because it's a world where fantastical creatures, these Muppets puppets, mm. exist, and it's just accepted. So to me, I think it's great that Michael Caine can't sing or dance because, <laughs> like, because he's works. the human in the Muppets world almost. Yeah, and like, I, it, I guess he's of, coming out of his shell. He's coming out of his shell. But, a but I'm bit. just like, I like that. I think it's a, like a really good decision. Hmm. But also, like, it makes it makes English literature, which is often unwieldy. I'm somebody who has studied it a lot and very very interested in it, and I think it is often dull and unwieldy and inaccessible, it makes it accessible. You know, as much as I dislike Charles Dickens, if, you know, if, like, a teenager is having to study Dickens or Christmas Carol and this makes them go, or do or hates English literature as a language, right, and they watch this and they go, oh, actually, I, I get it now. Like, I'm not, I mean, it would be absolutely amazing if you went into your exam and just <laughs> did the Muppets Christmas Carol. If I was marking that exam... 100 points. I don't know what kids get these days, but let's say points. I wonder if anyone's done a dissertation on a Muppet's Christmas. They must have done. That must exist. But like, it's like Baz Luhrmann and Romeo and Juliet, right? Makes it accessible to people. He made that accessible to a bunch of teenagers. And that's what Christmas Carol does. I've drunk a fair bit of wine. (laughs) Just (laughs) this is why I'm like, very much like, go and study Christmas Carol and then read Dickens. And I hate Dickens, so I don't know why I'm suggesting that to people. Chaotic, well, chaotic scenes over here. Well, bringing it back to the Muppets. No, it's not too. Uh, with the Muppets, just having just. Does anyone have a favorite kind of like in the film? Everyone's got like a favorite little moment of like a background Muppet or something like that. My one is the little rabbit at the end. That's kind of like do not penny for the thingy, governor. And that's uh, and then you see him with his little family because I love bunny rabbits. So like a baby bunny rabbit, I think is the most adorable thing on this entire earth. I love my dog, my puppy. Many cute things in this world. A baby bunny rabbit is so cute it makes me just want to cry. So, any rabbit puppets, I'm all for. That's my that's my thing. But I just want to know what that anyone was else. Such is. a long winded way. To I just say want to talk about rabbits. Rabbit. I just love them. I'm, I can't do a whole is podcast just, about them. Is this just background characters? To anything really? Just a, a muppet that you you really like at the specific. I like I like Tiny Tim. You like you're supposed oh, to. Oh yeah. But I love I love Tiny Tim, and you know he's such a 
you know, you're saying stuff like, you know, I'm 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 glad I'm like this because it makes other people feel better about themselves, even though he's like dying Brutal. and weak and fee- feeble. But that's that's a lovely, like that's a lovely, in a way, a lovely sentiment that mm-hmm. he's, in a sense, he's bringing joy while he's suffering. And I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty full on. Ah! <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean that's I mean that's the whole point of the film. You're supposed to fall in love with Tiny Tim, and they do it expertly. So there you go. But yeah, for me. But I also Mike like the Ghost of Christmas Present, and I like that he lives in the present, so he's got like a short term memory. Um, and uh, coming from someone who has short term memory problems, um, it's nice to see representation. Representation. So there from you go. Hagrid, basically. That's why I love <laughs> yeah. him. He's like, hey, yeah. puppet Hagrid. I just yeah, I like his energy. His energy is good, and uh, and I like that he's he's quite large and stuff. He's a large muppet, um, and you don't see many of those. I think he's the present. He feels the space. He's mm. present, isn't he? That's why feel he's there. The mm. present is now. Your space, your time is filled. That's what he does. My favourite muppets, as always, are the food muppets, fruit and vegetable that people are buying. Got eyes, mouths, and talk. And other muppets come along and be like, "Oh, I'd love that bunch of grapes. I'd love that cabbage. It's talking and got eyes. Munch it up." Love it every single time I watch anything to the muppets. I'm like, it's insane. It's the best thing that's ever happened. Actually, I do have a background muppet. I like Marley and Marley's chains. I never noticed. Yeah, they've got, yeah. they've got their own mouths. Yes. I never noticed that. Uh, I thought that was brilliant. There, there are so many amazing little uh, just backgroundy characters and things yeah. that, or even just like the Muppets have like the first lines of dialogue in the thing and are just talking about yeah. um, it's the pigs and they're like, oh, that meal was lovely. What do you want to do now? Let's go have something to eat. Oh, it's like, <laughs> yes. It's like, I've, I feel that. Uh, that's me. Just, <laughs> oh, I just finished eating. I just paid for the bill, walked outside, had a wander for 20 minutes. What do you want to do? Let's just eat some more. That's all I want to do. It's like Christmas time, especially. Oh, yeah. Christmas Christmas is is that time. I do want to say, I think this is the first film they, uh, the, the Henson production company did without Jim Henson because he's, mm. it says right at the start of the film, like, you know, in memory of. Um, and it's done by his son, directed by his son. Uh, but they they got Paul Williams back to do the music, who I think he's an excellent songwriter. Uh, he wrote for the Carpenters. He did Rainbow Connection for the Muppets, and I think those songs are, are re- just really really good songs. Uh, and I like him as a performer as well. I actually watched a documentary about him a while back. I think it was when I did my first podcast because he was in it and I was interested. Um, and yeah, I just think uh, wonderful wonderful songs. Um, I know they cut one, didn't they? Famously, they cut a song. Is it by? Is it by Scrooge's girlfriend uh, or fiance? I think. I have um, no idea. Yeah, I thought they the, put it back into th- Disney Plus, but I didn't remember seeing anything different. Yeah, I think I, I think it was year. it was definitely on. It was in the credits. It was, I heard mm. it in the credits. But it's yeah, it's called When Love Is Gone. That's the one. Yeah, because she's she says, "Oh, you you loved me once," and then I think at that point she breaks into the song, but they didn't use it for whatever reason but i think i think that makes it kind of almost better in a way that it's just like oh she's gone you know it makes it more tragic if there was more of a Mm. a thing about it i think i think it might just might you know i I don't know if it would work as much because she's like an afterthought to scrooge so in the story she's kind of an afterthought as well in a sense um which I, i i think works better without the song i think well with did you say your Favorite, one of your favorite background Muppets? No. My favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one word, Megan's back. I like um, the cheeses for us Mises. Mm-hmm. They're cute. I also love Beaker. I love and Beaker. And I've always well. loved Beaker. Yeah. Yeah. 
So when he walks in, he's like, <laughs> you're welcome to anyone that's wearing headphones and listening to that. <laughs> yeah. The video is pretty fun as well. So check it out on YouTube. But yeah. Yeah, the speaker and uh, the cheeses for us meters. Yeah, I imagine when they're at, is it Fuzzy Wigs party? There are probably background characters that I like watching there, but I can't think of anyone in particular at the moment. I'd have to watch the film again. Yeah, well, you're going to make me do that on Christmas anyway, aren't you? Yeah, Christmas morning. Nice. Every, every day on yes. Christmas. But Bloody. I used to also watch it every day on Christmas too, so. Mm. One of the first plays I ever did, like, in primary school, we were the chorus for the year above doing Christmas Carol. So it's always it's always been like a special uh, film for me and a special story for me. I always like to play like Scrooge or or the, the Ghost of Christmas. I think I could have done a good Ghost of Christmas yet to come, I think, as well. Or maybe a Marley. I could have done, could have done a Marley. <laughs> just anything. <laughs> just anything. I'll, I'll, I'll be one of the Mises. I'll be one of the Mises. <laughs> I just wanted to be in it so much because I, I just really, I, I like that story. And I think it's a, you know, it's, it's it never ages. And con- we're constantly remaking it because it's, it, you know, as much as we hate Dickens. Uh, that, I think you that can story. all like Dickens, by the way. <laughs> Not, not to, to tonight. No opinion on Dickens. <laughs> but uh, see, but Charles Dickens is good when Charles Dickens is adapted well, mm. right? Because yeah. it becomes accessible. I find Charles Dickens very inaccessible, and I think he's held up. This is not a real rant about Charles Dickens. It'll be the last one. <laughs> he's held up as the pinnacle of like English literature and English writing. And I think there are much better writers from that time period there that are not horrific white men who actually weren't very nice, who have only been taught by white men. Like, I think it's the classic patriarchy, perpetuating the patriarchy. Look, how many minutes are we in? So you, you, I was going to say, you're a fan of, oh, we're about 35 minutes in, 34. Yeah, thank so you. you're a fan of Shakespeare, then, that's what you're saying. You're a big fan of William Shakespeare, because he doesn't do fit like, any that. I, criteria i do like shakespeare and i think i think shakespeare is actually a genius though whereas i think charles dickens isn't it doesn't take away from the fact that shakespeare is an arsehole right but i you know and i think shakespeare can be reinterpreted i mean i've seen many feminist interpretations of shakespeare because i think that is there i think that is less possible with charles dickens because he is in all of his books not fantastic about women, massively upholds the patriarchy. But I also think that our education system and what we as a society say is good is stuff that is often written by white men when there is better stuff out there that is not written by white men from the same period. And we shouldn't just be perpetuating the same writers and saying they are geniuses. Dan? Uh, I, I mean, I've I've never read Charles Dickens. I've not looked into his. Not looked into his. Uh, I have played Fagin. I did play Fagin. Um, but uh, yeah, I've I've not looked into his kind of sordid history. But it sounds sounds interesting. I will educate myself. Thank you, Ria. Yeah, I know nothing um, about Dickens. But diddly squat uh, about Dickens. But yeah, I probably won't go out and read any any Dickens myself. Um, no, like he can create a character. Don't get me sure, wrong. Sure. Yeah. 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 That you know. He's not all bad. I just don't think he should be perpetuated as the height of English literature specifically for that period or as something in the UK we should constantly be teaching. Just say. Let's move on. (laughs) From from Christmas Cat, is there anything else anyone wants to say about Muppets? Um, I hate the ghost of Christmas past. 
because uh, it's creepy. Because it she's a creepy little girl. Creepy uh, doll. Creepy wait, dolls, like have you, have you guys seen? Doll? Have you guys seen the the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol, the CG one? No, I, I have not. No. That Ghost of Christmas Past is really creepy. It's like <laughs> it's like a, a little candle, and his head's burning, and he's got this weird, creepy Irish accent. It's really <laughs> off-putting. It's it's you have to see it. It's just it's disturbing that sounds horrible more disturbing than than that this one and that one is really disturbing (laughs) is there any story that's got more film adaptations out than christmas carol the bible (laughs) that's not there's no films just called the bible yeah but there's stories within the bible yeah but i don't think it's adaptations of those stories they're all stories that's kind of like saying charles dickens whole (laughs) bibliography just choose one. Just choose like one story, like the Tower of Babel story or something. How many adaptations have been of that? Jesus' life. Probably not. Probably not that one. Jesus' life will have been... New Testament stuff will have been adapted loads. Yeah, it depends on what we'd count Old as a, Testament a film. stuff. Um, yeah. yeah that was, that wasn't much. a real question. It was more of just an idea. I think <laughs> I it's say, probably one of them. I'm not... I'm not an answer. I, 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 I think it'll probably be the Bible, though, if we were going for adaptations. Mm. Yeah. Content. But... <laughs> Let's go on. I'd rather read Dickens, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. A fan. I've, I went to Catholic school, primary school, so I've read quite a bit of the Bible. I'm not. So. I'm not religious in the slightest. I'm. I'm not. I'm not going. Yeah, eat Bible. I'm just saying. It's not a page say, turner. I will yeah. say. No offense to anyone who reads it, but it's not one of those books you read one page. And go, God, this Bible. I'm really getting what's going on here. But there are some adaptations. Well, I mean, it that also are really the, cool. Oh, also like had the adaptations are good. <laughs> Also had the first like legacy sequel, didn't it? The Bible. You got your your Old Testament, your New Testament, mm. the, the one for the hip kids, the young hip kids. <laughs> yeah, the new the new <laughs> canon, know? canon, new canon. Real. <laughs> we, we we've we've lined it up a bit. It's a bit you know, it was a bit grim and gritty the first one. We just you know, a bit less punishment, it. a bit more wine. You know, yeah. a bit more Jesus. Everyone likes a bit of Jesus, what, don't they? Let's. Oh, magic. Do you like magic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Jesus, oh, it's his geez. birth. Jesus Christ. Christmas Even though we all know that it's not actually it. It doesn't matter, Mike. Come on. It's like April or May or something, isn't it? Um, it's much. Well, I think it's probably... Dan, do you want to go next or um, or do you want to finish? Um, I'll, I always finish. Yeah, but you, you normally finish first, don't you? So normally you I should do, probably I do. go before I do. Me. I, always, I always finish first. <laughs> so you should probably go before me, no? <laughs> uh, which, whichever, Mike. You, you, if you're ready, you go. Oh, God. Okay. I'll do it then. Why not? Dan can finish us out. So I, I kind of cheated and I chose Santa Claus 2, um, which I realised after mentioning it and everyone agreeing that that meant everyone had to watch Santa Claus 1. And I was like, oh, that's that's kind of a dick move, really. Uh, and I was thinking, I was saying to Megan, I was like, oh, if, if Santa Claus 2 is really crap and the first one is either really crap as well or okay, I'm going to really regret making everyone watch these. Um, and I watched them in a little while. Uh, it's been... Years before you, because I've never watched them with you, have I? So no, we haven't seen them together. So it must be minimum seven or eight years. Hmm. Um, but yeah, rewatched them, and obviously, I, I, my main thing is I think Santa Claus Two for me is better. Apart from there is one bit right at the end, which I think completely spoils—not spoils it, but it's just there. And I'm sure Rhea's going to agree. This is going to be spoilery stuff, spoilerish stuff. Um, the woman whose name I've completely forgotten, so I hope I've written it down, which makes me even worse when I'm about to say about this, Principal Newman, um, she literally gives up 
absolutely everything because she's basically pressured into doing it at the last minute and going like well if you don't marry me in like 10 seconds literally <laughs> christmas is gone forever and you've completely ruined everything and you're like what and she's like okay yeah that's fine i'll just stay here while you go off with your son in the sleigh while i've literally only just really come to grip with the fact that you are santa claus and i'm just going to stay here with all these elves i've literally never met before while you go off doing that for a while and i'm going to wait here not thinking like this is december so this is like not even halfway through the school semester so you're like um it was school year um it's it's like she just completely goes from the start of the film this strong character and goes from there and she just becomes slightly you know, her, she, her guard goes down and it's fine. You're like, oh, you're seeing another side of her. And then there's Embit. You're just like, yeah, she just quits her job that you know she's really passionate about. Doesn't seem to tell anyone that she's gone there, not her parents or friends or anything. And then just like, okay, uh, well, I hope you get back. Not too late. I'll just Loads stay of missing here. posters up. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, that was the one bit of the film that really, of the two, of, of one and two, that, that's the only bit I was like, oh, it's right at the end as well. I was like, I'm having a great old time. And I was like, oh, that is yeah. a bit fucking annoying because she was such that, a That, my friends, is an abusive relationship. That's called coercive control, oh. and it's very bad. And we'll include some links in the show notes where you can seek help if you feel like you're in that sort of relationship. Because it's bad. Like, it's genuinely bad. Mm. I've never watched either of these films before, and I put on the Santa Claus, and I was like, this is great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did not expect to enjoy it, not for any sort of reason. Well, well so the main reason I do not enjoy Tim Allen as a character. I, it turns out I only like him as Buzz Lightyear. And I didn't understand why everybody my age watched Home Improvement when it was on on like Channel 4 or whatever. I was like, he's, he's thoroughly irritating. And I've always found him irritating and everything. And so this film started and I was like, I know he's supposed to be irritating anyway and you're supposed to dislike him, just try and get over it. And I tell you what, I had a great time. It's a romp. Like, it's the first one. Like, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. But if you just enjoy it, it's it's absolutely great. I really enjoyed it. So I went into Santa Claus 2 on an absolute high. I was like, this is going to be brilliant. I'm going to have a really fun time, especially for Christmas films. So for, like, last year and this year, I'm doing Christmas films for Pop Grillers, and most of them are Hallmark stuff, and they are not good. They are great fun, but they are not good, right? They are just the same old trash over and over again and you go slightly mad watching them but you can have fun doing it fun if you just completely detach yourself and think oh i've gone slightly mad i'm in christmas hell this is actually just christmas fun and i was like this is lovely and she comes in the principal comes in and i was like well i clearly fancy her she's amazing i assume you fancy her dan as well oh, absolutely. as soon as she came in i was like yep. dan fancies her i fancy yep. her we've got a type <laughs> um i was like we're on we're on board with this um, and I was like, fantastic. You got to the end. And I was like, they're not going to do it. There's because it's called the Santa clause, like a legal clause. It's like, they're going to find a loop in the legal clause rather than force a woman to marry him. Like, least, like a week as well. I mean, yeah, like, a- at least beforehand, he hasn't lied to her, which I appreciate. He has not said any lies. And he said, I am father Christmas. I'm Santa Claus. So like, at least it's up front. And then they force her to marry. And I'm like, this is actually really bad. It's in front of really everyone as well. Pointing in front of everyone. Like, this is why I also think like public proposals, unless you've talked mm. about it beforehand are bad because you're forcing someone into a decision because people are there and it's the same thing. And I know I'm taking this very seriously <laughs> for a Christmas film, but you're totally right. Mike, I was like, I was shocked at the end. I thought they're going to do something where he doesn't have to get married because yeah. I was surprised anyway, that that was a thing at the beginning of the film. 
it's not where I expected yeah. it to go. And that they carry it through. I was genuinely just pretty outraged, as you can tell. Yeah. I think I think for, for me, I think all of that's very weird. I think she's like, I feel like she is in distress as well throughout the film because that laugh she has doesn't feel like a natural laugh. It, it feels like she's like, <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> you know, it's it's not, it's not, it, it didn't seem right. And like, and again, this like, the way that she opens up just doesn't seem natural. It just seems really all really forced because like the way she starts at the beginning she's like because she's almost like cancel christmas sort of thing we don't celebrate it because we'll offend people and stuff and i'm like and i was like okay she so she's probably the villain oh no 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 she's she's the the the, the female lead you know she's the mrs claus but yeah I, I, for me like I, I had problems with all of that and and the ending and it, and literally left it right up to the last minute and she's like I just flew with the tooth fairy. Okay. <laughs> They're just like, it's all very, very rushed. And uh, the robotic Santa really fucking annoyed me as well. Oh, my oh, God. It was so I loved fucking it. annoying. I loved it. Hated That's it. the bit I liked the most about hated the second it. film. That I, I thought hated it was so. I just, he's unbearable, but it's ugh, so funny. Awful. awful. I loved it. Anyway, for me, I think the, the problem I had with it most is the giant plot hole that the first film and this film opens up. So, the Santa dies, presumably, in the first film, um, leaves the card, says, put on the suit, do and and in that first film as well. It's lucky that the, the last few stops he has to make is just in his neighborhood as well, isn't it? Like <laughs> just those last three houses or so. That's pretty lucky, I'd say. Uh and in America. And in America on his street. <laughs> uh um, so he dies. So that's the second film says canonically that. That guy had a wife. Where the fuck did she go? Does she cease to, <laughs> does she, does she cease to exist, or do they just fucking kick? Because because when he when he arrives in the first film, they're like, oh yeah, you're right, Santa, yeah, yeah, yeah come on then. Um, and they they've not they're not sad for the other Santa. They're not gutted for him. You're not like, oh, he's dead. Uh, I loved him, <laughs> you know. But then they're all saying that they've lived like nine hundred years, thousands of years, and stuff. And they were like, this has never come up before. This thing that we're doing now where you have to get married has never come up before. In that much time, it's never come up. Bullshit. It's definitely come up. You definitely knew about this. I don't know if maybe it was like an act that they were like, no, oh, yeah, we've never seen this before. We've got to tell you this. Get married. What What if he was gay? What if Santa was gay? So my assumption is, so you are leading into what my assumption with that that is, which I had the same thought, but my assumption is the person who becomes Santa, much like the film we're going to talk about that you talked about, Dan, Mm. is um, a what we would consider like a sort of... straight heteronormative heteronormative conservative and i don't mean as in like politically conservative i mean as in who they are as in like you know yeah you know yeah like not political uh person who just is married and has a wife that was my presumption when watching it that it's like it's saying that him being a divorced dad is an unusual thing for Santa, and that's never happened before. Like, right? You know, okay. you know, like when you watch films, and it's like the the president or the prime minister doesn't have a wife. How weird! That's never happened before because all men hit like twenty five and have political ambitions and get married because you've got to have a wife. I felt like it was kind of like 
a normal person yeah. who'd be chosen to be Santa is heteronormative mm. white man who has what, a wife. What if it was a woman? What if Santa was gay? Does does that affect anything? Does that you know I don't affect think they would allow the rules? That. I don't think they'd allow it. Well, Dan. well, I yeah. Think, I, I think I, Matt's I brushed uh, yeah. under the carpet. Didn't I, happen. I think might be. Murder them with an icicle. Get the next one in. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bit if Santa was black as well. Oh my god! <sighs> I think the the biggest question that I have with the whole Santa Claus thing, although I chose the movie, and I, I do, I think the first one is like a a real Christmas classic. I think for the most part, for a Christmas film, it's really good. But the the biggest plot hole I've got with it really is just like what, what if Santa just dies on his own accord does no is that the end of Santa someone has to kill Santa it's like this is like really messed up what if that got out and like oh you can have the power of magic and like somehow live in this I don't know how large magical underground castle thing where all your food and water and mm. everything is all taken care of but I don't know if you get paid or not and then you have to use magic to fly around the world and stuff and you're like oh how'd you get it I just kill Santa and put on a suit. Well, it's like the Elder Wand, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, but the Elder Wand was made for, for power, so it makes sense. And it wasn't a serious point, Mike. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to go. I was like, well, Elder Wand, that's good. That's for oh, power. I actually wish I had Santa, interrupted you. I actually be... think I would have enjoyed that, and I'm yeah. sorry for interrupting <laughs> you. That's fine. That's fine. But I just, I thought that, I, I, although I like the idea where it, it's done it in, I think Miracle on 34th Street might have been the first one to do it, where I like the idea of when Santa is about and no one believes they're Santa because we're in a modern world. And it's even funnier when it's someone who hasn't been living as Santa for their entire life in the North Pole. It's someone who just is becoming Santa and they're like, I don't know, I don't want to have this happen to me, but I'd, I'm explaining to you what's happening and nothing makes sense. But I really also like the relationship with. Uh, with the stepdad across the two films, Neil, mm -hmm. because he, he does seem like a dick. Yeah. You see in the first film, he really cares about Charlie. Mm. And if you look at it from a, like he's kind of villainized, but if you actually look at it, no. he's actually makes the most sense because you're like, there's this guy who's claiming to be Santa Claus, this mythical being. And he's like, like taking your child off and taking him away. And you'll really care, care about him in some ways. Mm. He doesn't like be of a dick about it, uh, but I agree. But he's just like, Especially in the second one, he's like, he's completely fine with it when he's really nice. And I, I thought for the once, there's not a stepdad character who's a, just an asshole. Hmm. You know what I mean? That that was, I think that was my favourite part of the first one is the, you know, the divorcee dad, he's struggling, he can't make the turkey, you know, he's trying to make money, but he's, you know, he's not not the best at it. You know, I I, I found that quite kind of heartwarming. Be, being the child of, you know, divorced parents, I was, I thought that was quite nice and seeing that connection and stuff. But but no, we got to we got to get him married. Oh, he can't be alone. Can't be a bachelor or a weirdo. You know, he's he's got to be he's got to be fucking married off quick, quick. Do it now. So happy single, just being Father Christmas. Like he yeah. was so he was doing good. He'd found meaning and purpose in his life outside of heteronormative relationships. Like he was he was really fulfilled with life. Yeah. And it's kind of like you don't need to be married or with somebody. To have a fulfilling life, that wouldn't that have been a lovely message? Well, what's weird is that's the message in Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> but that that's so weird that you were saying like I was like that's it's the opposite kind of end of that. Mm. But um, Megan, Santa Claus, you haven't really said anything about Santa Claus. What did yeah, you? Yeah, sorry, we did all the talking like what, always. What, I'm so sorry. You'd seen it before, hadn't you? Yeah, I I definitely seen the first one, and I have seen the second one before. Uh, but in fact, I was actually meant to go see the Santa Claus two at the cinema with my oh. dad. Um, but we went with, so it was me, my dad, my brother, and one of my brother's friends. 
and we went to the cinema. Me and my dad were going to go see the Santa Claus too. Davin and his friend were going to go see um, the second Lord of the Rings film. But the Santa Claus 2 was sold out. So my dad <laughs> took me to see the second Lord of the Rings film. I mean, which when did that world. come out? 2002, I think. 2002, right? So in eight. 2002, I was eight. So, and I'd never seen any of the other Lord of the Rings. Well, the only, like, I hadn't seen the first one. I kept getting up and getting Fanta, and I had to keep going to the toilet because I drank so much Fanta. And it's also a fucking long movie. <laughs> There's like eight year old Megan that's wanted to go see the Santa Claus 2 at the cinema and ends up seeing the second fucking Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> the opposite I'm of so cinema. Sorry, but the idea that you went to the cinema and Santa Claus 2 was, was sold, sold out and Lord out. of the Rings was not. Was not, is one of the most amazing things I've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. That's just what your dad told you, actually. He was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After all this time, she threw us off. He wasn't on He just yeah. like, oh, I can't be asked for this. Let's just go watch all the weeks. I don't it. think my dad would remember taking us That's to what he would say. That time. That's why he was like, oh, I don't remember that. Otherwise, I'd ask him, but I don't think mm. he'd remember. Yeah, because I otherwise, don't, why would I you take an eight-year-old to get to the second remember. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember going to see an, a great <laughs> film that day. <laughs> With also your brother as well. My brother and his friend, and then we got the train back from Southampton to Eastleigh, and Davin and his friend were pretending to be Gollum (laughs) (laughs) on the train. I just wanted to see Santa Claus. (laughs) You're like watching. Terrified. Megan's terrified. (laughs) (laughs) You were just like Gollum and stuff on screen and stuff. Nightmares of the Nazgul, Gollum. Yeah. Um, But. I have I had seen both of these films before this watch. I just hadn't rem- I didn't remember them completely. Did you enjoy them? What? Did you enjoy them? Yeah, I did. <laughs> it sounded like you went <laughs> you went drunk joint. <laughs> I, thought went, I, I thought he went I thought he went John Joe. <laughs> John Joe? I didn't say I any said- of these things. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it wasn't just me. Okay, yeah. that didn't I didn't know what he said. Nonsense there, and I apologise to everyone. Thought you were doing a, a Vic and Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing none of these I don't think. Uh, I don't think Me- Megan or Mike know exactly what we're referencing. What you're right, right there. We don't yeah. know. <laughs> Go All look right. it up. It's Ace. Yeah. I don't even know what you said. I mean, well, maybe that we maybe didn't know what, what you said. said. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, but yeah, I liked these films. I did much prefer the first one to the second one, though. Yeah. I can't fucking stand the the robotic <laughs> Santa. It literally made me want to kill. I thought it was such a great idea yeah. of the way the prosthetics worked with. Uh, but a the bum was hilarious. Looking. The bum cracked me up when you see his bum. It's like a barber. Cracks you up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was my gremlin laugh. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought that funny. with the with <laughs> nice the beard. I just love the style of the beard. I was just like, this is a really clever way to show, like obviously how ha- how they're different and things. But I just thought the prosthetics worked. And although it was annoying as all hell, I was like, this makes sense. It does go off the rails completely. When he starts wearing the, the outfit, the, the uniform, he's, you're he, like... Mike, he essentially becomes a Nazi. Yeah, yeah he's it's a fascist bad. dictator. Yeah. And you're like, I, I, oh, I forgot about this yeah. bit. I was like, yeah, my child mind completely very... erased this very heavy-handed fascism in the yeah. Santa Claus movie. It's like, oh, and Santa's the saviour 
from fascism. I was like, okay, this film is going off the rails. Yeah, yeah. first one. The first but I, I like Tim, being Tim for Allen is the saviour from fascism. I like the kid family stuff, but then again, it goes back into the Come on, Dan, we've been having some chats. Come on. We, we, we have been having some chats. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not a fan of, uh, there's a lot of actors I'm not a fan of their, you know, personal politics, but I think uh, Tim Allen is one. I know recently he came out and said that you know, there's a line in the new show about the Santa Claus where it's like, um, you can't even say Merry Christmas anymore. And I'm like, you can. It, literally everybody can. That's not a thing. Um, but yeah, and that's and that's fine. Like I can separate the art from the artist. I appreciate that. Um, but he's yeah, he's not he's not my bag as a as a as a human being, basically. Uh I wanted to say. But I thought these films were fine. They were fine. The first one especially is quite good. Um I'm I've heard the third one's awful, so I'll yeah, don't avoid don't that. watch the, the third one. No. But it does have Martin Short in it, and I really like Martin Short. He does not save the film. Oh, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> I watched I watched these first three. I watched the third one in the cinema as well. And I was like, um because I, I, I do really like these films for, for mm. Christmas films. Um but uh, the third one I remember watching and I was about halfway through it. And you know how the, the, the second one about two thirds through goes off the rails and you're like, what is happening with this one? It happens like halfway through if that, and things just start happening and you're like, oh, I don't know what's happening. I can't follow any of this. And I really don't care. <laughs> There's no stakes whatsoever. Cause you're like, well, Santa's not going to lose. So you're just watching this. Like I know well, he does in the first film. Well, that Santa does. Pulls yeah. off the roof. Okay, I, I mean, he loses he his life. <laughs> yeah, Sli- just slips off a roof. But I do like in the first film where the guy, where uh, Scott Claus keeps saying, like, we need to figure out a way. What happens if I fall off the roof? Like, I need a rope attached to the sleigh or something. Scott Claus? Calvin. Scott Calvin. Scott Calvin. I'm mixing it with Sandy Claus. <laughs> Scott Claus. Sandy Claus. Scott Claus. Claus. I didn't even notice. Nightmare Before Christmas. Maria's like, yeah, 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 Scott Claus. <laughs> Which is, I'm just thinking of SC and Scott. I, I, was, I, thought, but I thought you meant like, because he's called Scott and he becomes Santa Claus. Oh, you thought Scott I was being Claus. clever with it. And to my audience, no, yeah. I got the names mixed up. I wasn't being clever. <laughs> I, I wish I've, I I've, I've got a, a fan fiction I want to write about the Santa Claus. And again, it, it does go back to the original Santa from the first film. I don't think he actually dies. I think he just took off the suit and then went <laughs> like ran off naked. and ran off naked because he's like, oh yeah, he ran off naked, and I wanted it just to cut to this guy running away naked. <laughs> but I think I think he's having such a shit time at the North Pole. Maybe he's got a, a nagging wife, perhaps uh, that he tricked into marrying him, uh, and, and he's just like, I've had enough of this. Sick of the elves. Sick of all this shit. If somebody else puts on the suit. They become Santa because there's no there's no clause about him saying he has to die or anything. So if he just removes the suit, he can put it on somebody else's Santa, and they've got the curse of being Santa or the gift, whatever uh, you want to call it. That's and and we just follow this guy around trying to escape, but then he maybe bumps into Tim Allen's version, uh, or maybe he comes back and he's like, "I want my power back" or something. That would be my fan fiction. He comes back wearing a black Santa suit, and they have to fight, and they fly in the air and shooting lasers at each other and stuff. Well, just because I like superheroes, Mike, doesn't mean everything has to be a superhero thing. All right. We'll just turn it into this. I mean, there's a series out. There's three movies. Let's turn this into a franchise. Let's just go. <laughs> it already <three>. is. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. already is. Yeah, yeah. yeah true. Um, so before we move on, Mike, you raised an excellent point in our chat about the magical figures that meet ah, in the yeah. North Pole. I can't remember yes, what they're the called. Yes, the Tale Council, I think. That's it, the Fairy Tale Council. They're one Thank of the best you. parts of the second film. And they are one of the best parts. And you made an excellent point that one of our very own Disney discussion host attendees, 
people, panellists, would make a fantastic addition to the Fairy Tale Council. So I wondered if we could all make a unanimous decision about which fairy tale character on the council Dan would be. It's, oh, it's only me. Father, Never, father nobody time. else. It's Father Time, isn't <laughs> it? Thinking be Father Time. That's it. Dan, <laughs> if anyone sees, watch us on YouTube and uh, watch Santa Claus 2. Or even just watch a little clip of Fairy Tale Council. From Do you know what the Santa hilarious thing is? Is that this must have been in the point in the movie where I got snoozy because I don't really remember the fairy tale. <laughs> it's like right at the beginning. It's literally I the get snoozy easily. <laughs> we did have to minutes. stop after 20 minutes and then watch the rest of it the following Yes, night. yes. Because what, yes, I remember what we did is we, fin- <laughs> we finished watching the first one and I was like, let's just power on through. Let's just, you let's just, and I was like, let's yeah. just go on. <laughs> happens a lot. And then ten minutes in, I was like, I'm tired now. <laughs> it was. It, it's got a uh, Mother Nature and then Father Time. Yeah, Mother Bunny. Nature yeah. is Time, um, Cupid, Easter Mother- Bunny, Tooth Fairy, and Sandman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother Nature's the one from Friends, isn't it? Yes, yes, Child yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Archer. Yeah. They're, they're all really good. I think it's a lot of fun. And when it, I, I think, I think the first half of Santa Claus Two is absolutely excellent. I think. If you watch basically Santa Claus yeah, 1, it goes the, first half, crazy. the first half of Santa Claus 2, I think, works really well. And when oh. I was watching it, I was like, I'm getting really into this. I'm remembering why I enjoyed it so much. And then it's just <laughs> half, yeah. like, half an hour from the end. You're like, ah. And I, love, I love how they make out like graffiti is so bad. They make it out like it's the worst, that, like he's selling fucking drugs or something. <laughs> and I was like, it's a bit, of, a bit of spray paint. Leave him alone. But I did like He's his... just a bit sad and likes doing graffiti. Like, I, I would get, I mean, they seem to have, he, he seems like he's got a big enough house. At least, wasn't, at least he wasn't drawing, it, it wasn't like drawing giant knobs on stuff. You know what I mean? It was just like <laughs> fighting, he was fighting against the oppression of, of not celebrating Christmas to support yeah, his dad but... in his role. I did really like the fact, though, when he said, oh, this is really hard to clean off. And uh, Scott was like, yeah, that's the that's the point. And I was like, that's actually, to be fair, you know, I, I mean, graffiti, although it is very cool and I like a lot of street art, obviously there is a time and a place. And when you see like a kid's play park and there's big graffiti blood to tags, you're like, you know, that's crap. When it doesn't, if it looks a cool artwork, like murals, I love that stuff. But when it, there's a couple of play parks near us and they just look. All like right, Emperor, Emperor Mark Palpatine. will only have, right, he'll only have sanctioned graffiti. No, yeah, that, that make, yeah, have public walls, like specifically, that are allowed to have really good and encouraged to have murals and things on it of people. This is it. how freedom dies. No, I'm not, doing, I'm not running for office <laughs> yet. Um, but no, I, the only thing I liked about it was when he had to clean it off and saying, this is difficult. Like, that's a good restorative. That's a good way to be like, yeah, if you graffiti on someone's house and you shouldn't, you know that they have to go through this to actually get rid of it. And it's a very... Uh, it's a nice teaching moment. Yeah. Mm. So I liked that. Yes. I do like the little sister in it, in Santa Claus too. I think she's great. Yeah. Um, the, oh, the cousin. No, yeah, it's sister. No, it's a sister. No, it's sister. Oh, it's the other... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's his, his half-sister. Sister. It's his yeah, sister because it's the boy's cousin. That's why, isn't what? it? What are you on about? <laughs> no, it's the, step, it's the stepdad and, yeah. and Tim it's Allen's Neil ex-wife's and daughter. daughter. Is it the ginger yeah. girl? Yeah. yeah, the ginger right. girl. What are you Lucy? talking about? Why are you talking about cousins? <laughs> I'm, I think I'm getting my movies confused. <laughs> are you saying that because she calls him Uncle Scott? Right. Yeah, I think that's why. And so then he w- she would then be the cousin of No, it's son. just because, no. like, no. It's just she just called just, him Uncle you just Scott because well, yeah, yeah. Like, like loads of my friends are all auntie and uncle. To oh, I, my, we are. Yeah, I like that you had like a really complicated backstory that they like adopted their cousin <laughs> and like, and now she was in the house and they couldn't tell her about him being Father Chris. I enjoyed 
enjoy that that was your backstory for that. Maria, I think this is on par from when Mike was like, oh, yeah, that bit in uh, Marie Antoinette where they get away. Because <laughs> I don't know about history. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, do, they do get I away. Like, well, you literally away from the them, castle. You literally watch them getting like imprisoned, but okay. <laughs> they got away from the castle. You and see they famously got. Heads chopped off, but I just got away. I, I they had a, a fun little time in their couch. I watched a movie that's a biopic, and I expect the whole story. I thought they got away. Okay, I watched the one lesson we learned from superhero really movies. If you don't parents, see them really die, slowly. they're in the sequel. Mary Antoinette too. To be fair, they did. They oh, no. died like three years later. But anyway, this is like on par with that. Mary, Mary Antoinette too. Heads will roll. Oh, beautiful. There we go. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about? With I mean, the I mean, Santa Claus, uh, I, I did think it was quite odd that it started like a like <laughs> it started like a submarine movie. Like <laughs> I was like, "What is this? <laughs> What's it? It's like run silent, run deep, or das boot." Uh, I was just like, "It's so fucking bizarre." And they're like, "And I was like, are they looking for Santa, or are they just flying around and hearing weird noises?" I mean, it was almost so like they were, weird. I it was it. almost like they were hunting for him, but I guess he oh, kind yeah. of. I just remembered what you're talking about. Over the ice, over the North Pole and things. <laughs> yeah, they're like bloop, 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 and they're like, "Oh, do this, they turn off Christmas that music. music and stuff." Yeah, turn off that music. Santa Claus is coming to town, and all that. Yeah, I just thought that was bizarre. But, but there you go. I also feel like, sorry, this is going in a different point. That's I bad. also feel like Scott Calvin is very wasteful with his magic. Yeah. Oh my god. And also, like, I dude. don't understand the logic for oh, the I've magic another... watch because he does. He does, like, oh, what did he fucking do? He makes do? Like, everyone get presents and There stuff. was, like, one thing that... So, yeah, he has the horse and carriage and he makes it snow and that loses, like, four fucking bars <laughs> on his watch. And then he gives everyone a present and does Secret Santa, like, off the cuff, and that only does two. I was like, there's no logic <laughs> for how much magic is used by there's your There's no logic to the Santa <laughs> magic. That's my big problem. <laughs> I-, I wanted to say as well... <laughs> <laughs> How dare there not be any logic to this? Uh, I wanted to say as well, you know, when Tim Allen goes on that date with um, the SNL actress, I can't remember her name, mm-hmm. uh, and she's really into Christmas and she's, you know, singing a Shania Twain song. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. because of for so long. And he's like, but he's, I thought he was a little bit too cruel to her because in the I first film, because in the first film, he's like, oh, so, you know, Christmas shouldn't be selling tanks. We should be like, it's gumdrops and, you know, sugar plums and all this. And they're like, you're fucking crazy, mate. Get out of my <laughs> office. And then and then he's sat there and she's really into Christmas. She believes in the Christmas spirit and giving. And he's just like, that was a fucking shit song though, wasn't it? <laughs> I didn't think he was he that. Said, I didn't think he was no, that bad. He said that it scared him. Which I think is fair. If I'm just, it if I've already met someone. Me. For fu- no. Dad, if you're in a restaurant with someone that you've literally ne- never met before and in three minutes if that of conversation they no stand one. up and sing a whole song without asking without <laughs> anything just stop I mean, in front of a busy restaurant for a whole song without stopping and then mike, sit down mike here you, for it i'm mike. here for it this is me you're talking to but i like it if some random person who i just met were going for dinner and they said to me i love christmas i love singing christmas songs and they just start singing christmas songs i'd be like in i'm in for this There's whole dinner it's gonna be nuts table, and getting i would be like in front of this everyone. dinner is gonna be nuts i'm here for it all and i can't wait to tell everybody afterwards My, mike you have to realize as well I trained around musical theatre actors as well, who were constantly <laughs> bursting into true. song, 
in the middle of a cafe, in the street, in the toilets. They're current. They're doing their you know scales. So, uh, all this, all that bollocks. So the I'm. Street, the that is not weird. Like, you're That's supposed to be weird. interested in people. You should have loved that. You'd be like, I've got questions about what just mm. happened. I like to yeah. talk to people. So, you know what, Mike? You know what, Mike? You should have had a genuine <laughs> chit chat with that interesting person because she was interesting. I would happily talk to them and ask them why. Why are you what, crazy? What, enjoy, what, what is it about singing in public with no like? What's the term with uh, un, unprovoked? What What's the joy that you get from singing? Unprovoked this, can you provoke someone into singing? Yeah, I can, yeah karaoke get drunk. That's provoking. But this does happen because when I was living in Spain, we went to Morocco, and there's a reason for this story, and it links, and I swear it does. So we came back from Morocco. We were in this restaurant in Seville. It was really bloody hot, so everyone was eating outside. So there were no tables outside, so we had to go indoors to eat at this restaurant. And it is just me and American, two American girls, an Australian girl, and a girl from South Korea, and we're all speaking English. And then at one point, we suddenly hear music in the background, and my friend Mary looks at me and she's like, "Is this, is this Seasons of Love from Rent?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think it is." And then the next thing we Musical know. Rent. Huh? You said rent. Yeah, rent. Rent for any American listeners who want to know what we're talking about. Rent, the musical. Oh, I'm sorry that I didn't pronounce the T at the end. Oh rent. Oh my God, Mike, you're so classist. I can't believe you just did that. What? Did you understand that I was saying rent? Mike, Mike, yes, you are, Mike, you're such a Tim Allen. Oh my God, don't call me that. <laughs> oh, that's awful. You're so, I'm sorry, so, Mike, just carry on with your story. I'm so sorry. But, Calvin. <laughs> but anyway, we suddenly hear Seasons of Love from Rent being played and Mary and I are like... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Megan. Oh, yeah, Rent. Sorry. Rent. <laughs> Seasons of Love from Rent <laughs> Remember the being Costco, played. Remember the Costco thing. <laughs> Shut up. But then, so, then the next thing we know, Mary and I are like, where the fuck is this music coming from? There has been no music at any point so far. The next we the thing we know is that two of the waiters come out with a fucking headset on bearing in mind there's no one else inside the restaurant it is only our group there are six of us max and two a guy and a girl walk out with headsets and start singing seasons of love from rent and it is honestly so shit and you have to just (laughs) sit there while they sing at you with eye contact and it is wholly uncomfortable because they were awful it was like seasons of love (laughs) they made eye contact that's so intimate like intense eye contact and then afterwards looked at us expectingly as if we were going to give them like a standing ovation and i was like Yay! Leave. <laughs> I will say I I want to mention with the I mentioned Costco is because it doesn't matter. Michael. Megan says Costco. Yeah, it's Costco, and, and she thinks she says Costco, and I say Costco, and I was like, "That's funny, us in Britain, we don't say Costco, do we? We say Costco." And she's like, "No, I say Costco." I was like, "No, you, no, you don't." Anyway, say it Costco. Matter, but says Costco. C O S S. But if I were him on that day, I'd probably feel the same way. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would not want someone to just suddenly... If I'd been on a couple of dates with them, it'd be fine. If I knew what I was kind of in for, but literally within five minutes, without checking, like, in a public place, you just sat down. It's like, okay, for the rest of the meal, I have to know that, A, you may just jump up and start singing midway through a conversation I'm trying to have with you, or eating, and you make everyone look at me immediately without asking or checking, just suddenly... So, oh. so, so when you're in a restaurant and someone has a birthday... Oh, and everyone starts that. singing happy birthday. Yeah, I do. Are hate you that, like? Are fair. you like? Shut up, wanker! No, God, no, <laughs> no. I'm just quietly like, 
And sometimes if I'm really in the mood, aka I've had a couple of drinks, I might even quietly sing along. Well, I've had it happen to me when it's not my birthday. <laughs> that was a funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> Megan hates it even more than I, I do. I hate it so much. It was my graduation. And because my mum had got me a cake that had my face on it, they assumed it was my birthday, birthday. and they brought it out singing happy birthday to we me. My birthday's up. in April and this was in October. We were all cracked up. All of us that are singing along, we played along with it. Megan was there like, I wanted, I wanted to die. <laughs> See, if anybody like sings happy birthday to me in a restaurant, if whoever organised it, I would punch them in the face. But because I find it so weird and uncomfortable, if it's somebody else's birthday, like a random table... I like dial it up. I'm like, happy birthday. And like, I'm singing along because I'm like, fuck it. I might as well just like, it happened loads at Disneyland Paris. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> but like Kevin and, Kevin and MJ and are like, what? Ameri- Americans really go for that shit as well. They really. Well, it was, it was Paris. 100%. So, oh yeah, shit. So yeah. the staff were in. They were like, they're at Disney, but also like. The opinions shown by Dan did not reflect the whole of Disney discussions. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, some some French people can be rude, not all of them. That's true. Uh, Speaking of impressions, Dan. (laughs) What is. I think we've spoken about not Santa Claus for enough time. Not Santa Claus, yeah. What is your pick? And why did you choose it, please? Have you seen it before? I want to know everything about your history of this movie. So, so I, I I remember Ernest as a character. He he was kind of like Jim Carrey before Jim Carrey, or or you know more of a kids version. He it was created by Jim Varney, who uh, who was an actor and you know comedian what have you. And he he would play several characters. He did a series of ads with Ernest as the character, and they became very popular. And then he did a film. I think it's. The Many Hands of Otto, Dr. Otto something. And Ernest was in that and then kind of springboarded in to quite a long film franchise for Ernest. I think it's like seven or eight films. Mm. Like, it's crazy. Um, like, Ernest Goes to Jail, Ernest Scared Stupid, um, Ernest Goes to Camp, lots of sort of stuff. So um, I, I thought, you know, I, I, to be honest, I was probably going to save it for my own my own podcast, but I thought, why not? Chuck it in here. I've never seen it. It'll be interesting to see what it's like. And I stuck it on. And I, I, I did I did have some concerns when it started. I was like, oh God, is this gonna be <laughs> is this gonna be just this all the way through? <laughs> like <laughs> you know, lots of gurning and silly faces and stuff. I was like, I was like, I hope there's something else to it. And uh, you know what? I quite enjoyed this one. So it is about Santa trying to find his replacement. So he's looked through a, a large list. He's checked it twice. Eh? Eh? Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's picked this person who was a, a kind of a former child entertainer who was trying to get into acting. And he thinks he has the right qualities to be the new Santa and wants to pass on the magic. But it's, you know, it has, has to be, you know, consent, consent has to be given, not like the Santa Claus 2, uh, really. Uh, <laughs> so to pass this on. And he bumps into Ernest, and, you know, lots of confusions happen. He gets separated by his sack and some other stuff. And he's he's unable to do it. So Ernest and a friend called Harmony, a young girl he meets just randomly, starts hanging out, hanging about with. And they basically try and assist Santa. But this guy doesn't really want this new guy doesn't want to become Santa. So he's kind of a bit stuck. And he's kind of effectively saying, again, the magic will die unless he gives the magic over to somebody else so much like the santa claus um but i think uh 
that this might not, I don't know, it's, I think it is better than the Santa Claus 2, but then I can understand why people wouldn't think that as well. Um, I think m- what I enjoyed the most was the central performance by the Santa. I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was really nice. He came across well. I think it's really hard to be really like nice and sincere and warm and open. Uh, I think it really takes some doing to do that. And I think because we follow him as opposed to Ernest, I think it kind of works. I think if it was just Ernest going, (laughs) playing all these different characters, then I think it would probably have ticked me off but when he turned up i was like ah, i don't mind Ernest; he's fine um but yeah i think I, I remember the direct i read the director said this was probably one of the best Ernest films always the best one he directed and he directed several of them so so uh guys you're on the you're on the ground floor so it's all downhill from here for Ernest films but it, uh, apparently as well it was a script that was not originally an Ernest film and the writer was told, oh, we're going to turn this into an Ernest film. The writer took his name off it. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, just so the central idea is is that. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun, wacky adventure. There's reindeer. There's all the kind of stuff. I really enjoyed when the new guy's auditioning for a Christmas film. And then it turns out to be like a Christmas horror film called Santa's Sleigh. And Santa gets very upset because it's all about, you know, harming or scaring children. Uh, but yeah, I, I like it. I, it's, it's very, again, it's, it's not like the other one. It's clearly probably the worst out of these films that we've picked. I'll be honest. I think, um, maybe Santa Claus too. I'm not sure. Borderline, borderline. But I, I think there is a, there's a charm to it. And, uh, and, you know, it got me some feels at some point. I thought, you know, cause, cause I, I really liked this Santa and I thought he was like a nice old dude. Uh, and he actually voiced the Sultan in Aladdin. Hmm. That's and cool. Jim and Jim Varney played um, played Slinky in Toy Story as well. Yeah, I noticed that when we watched. But I, I was going to say, I, I realized we forgot to mention Muppet Christmas Carol was the first Muppet film distributed by Disney, which is ah, what counts as a Disney uh, mm-hmm. discussion movie. Santa Claus, Disney original uh, mm-hmm. Nightmare, I think was <clears throat> funded and also released mm-hmm. by a Disney as well. Uh, and then Ernest is Ernest just a Disney property as well. So it was it was distributed, yeah, distributed by Touchstone. So Disney owned Touchstone, but then they brought it back in. So Touchstone doesn't really exist anymore. But it was uh, one of several earnest films that Disney produced. Um, but then I think some of the other ones, I think the rights were sold off or something. And the annoying thing was, just as we were about to watch it, we realized it was fucking taken off Disney Plus, which was really annoying. And I was like, I hate when they do that. Just it, like a Christmas movie, you think, better get that on the streaming service. Nah, take it off. Take that, <laughs> that shit right off. We don't want anything to do with this guy. Um, but yeah, yeah, Jim Varney's no longer with us, but I, I think there was he's definitely... A talent, and I think some of his characters work better than than others. I quite like the Snake Wrangler uh, in the film, and that was one of my favourites. But um, yeah, it's fun. I like Harmony's story as well, and like about her not being selfish and stuff. I did think maybe who's going to be the replacement because this guy didn't seem quite right towards the end uh, until he comes around. And then I thought maybe Harmony would have made a great Santa or Ernest even. And I think initially it was going to be Ernest, but I think Disney poo pooed that idea. Um, because he's a klutz and stupid, and you know, but I, th- I think he's somewhat relatable as well. Uh, being the klutz that I am, and uh, a bit stupid here and there. Uh, but yeah, I like I I liked it. Um, but I don't know what you guys think. <laughs> Rhea, did you want to start? 
No, I want Megan to go first. I thought it was all right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's good. That's from Megan. That's done. good. I mean, I there are many things in this film that I don't like, but it's not things that are specific to the actual plot of the story. Hmm. I hate the faces he makes. The one, the one thing that really <laughs> pissed me off was the fucking guy in the factory warehouse. in the warehouse with the reindeer. And when he did that weird eye thing, right, it was right, so right. annoying. I I just, it just took me out of the film. I was like, why? I don't understand. There's no, there's no need for it. Why, why is it here? I need an answer. This <laughs> <laughs> is the one ultra cartoon. I, I, did, I did learn, looking through the IMDb, I did learn that they are, they have, uh, a on another ad that the same company ran, so they were characters from another set of ads. Right. So some of the stuff they might have been doing might have been from those ads. I um, see, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, hundred percent because I've never seen them. So. Yeah, I just that I we I don't like weird things. <laughs> so I know, and this is why I'm forcing you to watch them. <laughs> so, like, I, for the most part, I liked this film. Although I do have some issue because how old is Harmony meant to be? I think she's I'd a te- I think like, she's a teenager, but I think yeah, she's like, I would say anywhere from like fifteen to seventeen. Yeah, because she says at one point she's she's twenty two, and that obviously I think is she's a lying, lie. Yeah, um, but I find it really weird because how old is bloody Ernest meant to be? Because must... at points he looks young, and then at points he looks like yeah. older. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think it's just that I just think I think that's the way that. The kids' films were made back then. Yeah. Um, it's just I, I a will, relationship. I'm just like, as as in my head, will, I'm just like, oh, it's a bit terrifying. I, was, I will say I was very uncomfortable when she was dressed up as a schoolgirl. That was very uncomfortable. I was like, yeah. what is this? Ooh. And she's like, it was very icky, that bit. Very. But icky. also, they like, they've like they known each other for like such a short period of time. Five minutes. It, and it does feel... And she's like at his house, and he's just she's just chilling there. And I'm just like, I don't understand your friendship. I don't get it. I mean, people say that about Back to the Future as well, don't they? The like, why is Martin McFly hanging around with? Hold, hold on. Let's not let's not mess up Back to the Future. Let's not pretend these two are in the same universe. <laughs> yeah, but they also have been like they know each other, whereas mm, this girl true. and they don't yeah, but... they don't know each other. No, I guess it's, yeah. Again, I, this is the first time I've watched it. I've never seen it before, so mm. I, I I didn't know what to expect either. But I thought I thought it might be interesting if you guys are you know throwing in the throwing in these big ones. I'll I'll throw in something a little a little different. A little. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely I, I enjoyed it. I definitely ha- enjoyed it. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy I watched it too. Hmm. I find that I, although I want to watch it again, I just felt like it, it makes sense to what you said earlier. Is that it felt like half of this film was actually pretty solid christmas film just Mm. as a christmas film goes which i don't generally like christmas films that much but they're all right and then the other half was this goofy you know jim carrey-esque it kind of makes me think of jim carrey cross with dick van dyke yes Mm. yeah i can see that absolutely and it was so silly and at times it was a bit it was just a bit much and i was just like where is this going and why is this going on like that there were certain Mm. moments where although i think santa claus 2 does have some more problems there was with Santa Claus 2, I was like, what is happening? With this film, I was just like, why is this happening? Like, <laughs> what? And I was like, when is this part? Like, there are genuine scenes in this, and I was just like, can this part just be over, please? Just so go, back, go back to the Santa bit. That's the thing. We, well, I think we yeah. want to just listen want, to the Santa wanna, story. Yeah. yeah who was, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think I think the Santa was the... I'm glad it was about Santa and not about Ernest. Like, mm-hmm. it's, 
you know, I, I respect I respect Jim Varney and what he did. Yeah, nothing is the actor. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think I think this is this is a better film for following for following Santa and not Ernest. Mm. I think again, any other character it might have been shit. Um, well, or worse than it was, but yeah. Uh but yeah, what what do you what did uh, you think, Ria? So as the eldest of the group, mm. I started watching this thinking, what is this shit Dan's making us watch? Which is often what I think, Dan. Um sure, that's fine. And I went, Oh no, I've seen this. <laughs> like I watched this a lot as a kid. Like the whole taking the tree into is it Fern? Is it Fern, Fern yeah, his yeah. house? Yeah. I was like, yep, I know this. I remember that gurning face being in the camera and all of the shenanigans <laughs> happening in the background. The and as a kid, as a kid, I obviously enjoyed it. As a grown-up, I was like, I do not enjoy this type of comedy. I do not. But like, I was like, as a kid, I yeah. I definitely watched this a lot. There were so many beats that I remember, um, and and I was just like, oh god, it's just going to be this all the way. We and I'm sure I've mentioned how I feel about gurning at the camera before. It's not my thing. And then I thought. Do you know what, Rhea? Don't be a snob. It's not your taste. Just enjoy it. Just just go for it. It's Christmas. It's a Christmas film. I also really like the Santa character. Hmm. I thought he was great. I was like, so interesting. Like, that's a whole story I'm proper interested in. Like, how he's decided, how he knows he's at the end of being Father Christmas and how he's then found this Joe guy, you know, and, and the Joe feels like very Mrs. Doubtfire. All, all of that sort of stuff. I was like, oh, I'm really enjoying this, like that side of it. And I was like, ignore the gurning. Like, it's actually not in it that much. No. Is it Ernest annoying? Yeah, but as a kid, you liked him being annoying. Like, that was a thing. And so I just sort of sat and I was like, I let it wash over me. And I went, do you know what? It's actually all right. I've actually enjoyed myself. I probably wouldn't watch it purposefully, but if it was just like on at 9 pm, hmm. chuck it on. Like have Santa it in the background, all this. do some stuff. Why does it have to be a battle, Mike? What if it's both? <laughs> That's fine. Well, it could be. <laughs> it could be Muppets. Time. It could be Muppets <laughs> At the same time. and Nightmare are both like up here, and then Ernest and Santa Claus two. In and then would would Santa Claus one be kind of in the middle? I I thoroughly enjoyed Santa Claus one. Santa Claus two gets a lot of uh, like residual enjoyment because of how much yeah, I enjoyed yeah. Santa Claus one because mm. I watched them back to back as well. Me, me too. So me like too. yeah, so on reflection, yeah. I probably wouldn't watch Santa Claus 2 again, but I would watch Santa Claus 1 again. Mm-hmm. And like I just okay. I just think this film it's of its time but not in the way that people say it to excuse like terrible behavior. Mm. Not in that way at all. It's of its time in terms of the comedy, the storytelling that it's trying to do. And I actually really appreciate that. Like, I think, you know, there's a lot more going on in what is essentially a kid's Christmas film Mm -hmm. than can be said for some of the modern dross that comes out for kids. I don't like the Harmony dressing up as schoolgirl stuff. Mm. I'm like, I'm very confused by their relationship. There's nothing romantic there, although she gives him like a little kiss at the end. I'm like, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that as well. (laughs) 
Like, but I feel like I feel like they actually make it quite clear that there's no romance yeah. there. Mm. So why is there the kiss at the end? Mm. That's what I found quite confusing. But then I also liked at the end that it's kind of like about found family and like they were like, well, we all believe in Christmas. We've understood Christmas magic, and now we've got nowhere to go. Well, that's very weird that Ernest just goes and stands in the corner like a toddler. That was weird. Um, and then they all like they all help make Santa who he is. I was like, that's quite a nice message, mm. isn't it? But yeah, it's a weird film. Mm. I didn't say I overly enjoyed it. I wouldn't say I disliked it. I'm pleased that after my initial, oh, Jesus Christ, Dan, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, just go with it. Just have some fun with it. Stop being so serious. You've watched like 20 shitty Hallmark films. That is just true. Just enjoy this. Like, I'm sure this was more interesting than a lot of those Hallmark It was. Films. It was. Mm. I mean, helped by the beautiful border put on by the person who put it on YouTube. That really. Yeah. Christmas helps. Because <laughs> Disney took it down, um, but yeah, I I think for me it's the 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 central performances. I think is wonderful, very warm and an opening and and just just a lovely. It's just a really lovely performance, and it, it carried me through regardless of the problems. Um, I, I love that bit where he's like, "I've enjoyed it so much that I've actually stayed in the role as long longer than I should have mm-hmm. because I enjoyed being Santa so much, and 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 now is the is I have to do it, you know, I have to give it up, and it will be really hard, but I will." Um, uh, and again, it's the situation with like the Santa Claus, where you're like, right, he's off. <laughs> so what happens to all his bills and stuff? And then this guy comes back, and they're like, "You've been dead for nine hundred years." <laughs> like, <laughs> What are we doing? He was just like, I just don't want to be, don't want to be Santa anymore. See you later. In a bit. Oh, this is this lady's nice. Yeah, oh, I love that though. Yeah. I, old oh, people romance needs to be more of it because you know, yeah. it's all it about nice. either old men and young women hmm. or really young people banging. There's hardly ever anything in between, and there's never old people falling in love. And I was like, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the Dan special, isn't it? He likes an older woman, like Mother Goffle, and then also he chooses up, and then he chooses this. You know, he's just going to do all these films that old people are getting happy. And then in a few, I, I, few months' I, time, I, we're going to see Spider Dan with his new girlfriend, who's Gretchen, and she's going to be about eighty-seven years old. And she's going to be lovely. Great stories for the podcast. Amazing. Yeah, um, I'd be a mate. Uh, I, cool. I she's hot as well. Then go out meet Gretchen. You know, she would teach you things other women could never dream of. She's experienced. I bet she's, the a bit, like, I bet she's hot. <laughs> yeah, I bet she's go. got like great silver hair and banging Helen yeah. Mirren body. I'm up for it. And I put I her mean, in Gretchen, a Gretchen. She sounds great. You know what I do? I'll put her in a public space and I'll ask her to marry me, and I'll give her only two <laughs> seconds to decide. <laughs> oh, you're ruining Christmas for everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can't undo no this. More Christmas. There's no other way to get magic in any way conceivable. The reindeer died, and what's happening? Marry me. Sorry, there's another clause. You have to have a kid now. Oh, <laughs> oh the God, kid that's now. not what happens in Santa Claus 3, is it? Oh, I hope not. I hope no, not. it's the third clause is anal. That's what she has to agree to. And it's the whole, that's why it goes off the rails. No one wants to oh, do it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Megan was not expecting that. <laughs> it's also that I'm getting distracted because I can hear Willow in the background just going. So have you could hear. <laughs> She's just like. Yeah, sorry, you've heard me pouring wine and na- accidentally knocking my glass. I was going to say, did you spill the kittens. glass? Because I heard no, that. No, I didn't, luckily. Ah, uh, yeah, I was, I was a bit worried. But you did get then. ambient sound of me pouring it earlier as well. Just, you know, Your look, <laughs> Your look was the best part. It was like the rabbit in head. <laughs> What's it, so I was dear? Like, like, uh-oh. Well, I got, I, got ra- I got wrapped in my headphone cable, which was fun. I had to undo that. 
we're experiencing the greatness but i do still i, I did really enjoy dan uh yeah. Ernest. it was a good fun watch i, I always like when you choose weird films i'm always like i have no idea what i'm gonna go for and i really enjoyed watching the words i thought that was banging and well, i'm the so only glad way is up that we watched some wicked film. yeah dragon yeah. slayer was the low point but the other ones are like but to be fair <laughs> I'm, i'd rather watch dragon slayer than some of those disney sequels Rhea, Don't even though we all like... agreed on that unanimously but we're gonna blame hey, Rhea she was the host. Actually, that was actually a group decision it was disney the host. sequels and then the i decided to go like yeah I'll fine let's it. do it because i couldn't be bothered to do the work yeah, next, re- next round 2023 Oh, God. You have to watch the third Made a whip for your own back, Rhea. So, MJ watched Lion King for the first time at the weekend because she's tried to watch it previously and it really scares her. And she's, we've got a book from the nursery has a library, so we were reading that. And so she went, I'll be brave, mummy. I'll watch Lion King. She watched it and loved it. And also, we went to Disneyland Paris. They had like some stuff from Lion King and she loved it. Um, And so we watched it and then immediately, Obviously, it suggests Lion King 2. And she went, oh, can we watch that as well, Mummy? I went, no, that's not available right now. No. She's like, no, I can see it on the screen, Mummy. And I'm like, it was on the screen no it wasn't us it Gone. was just an advert, just it was, an you, advert. you imagined it you imagined it <laughs> oh, like gaslighting my own four-year-old <laughs> <laughs> there's also lion king one and a half don't forget as well as lion king yeah, three course. and the lion king yeah. series and the, the other lion king series yep <laughs> There's lots of them. <laughs> At least it wasn't Mulan mm. too. For, yeah. oh, <laughs> Luckily, you switched right. that one off before. Oh yeah, because she loves Mulan, so I'd be mm. in right trouble if it was. Imagine if she preferred that to the original. I'd be so upset. More, more problematic marriage stuff in that. <laughs> so upset. <laughs> Is there anything else with any of these uh, incredible films that ah. you want to mention? Well, Ria asked in our uh, Discord. Oh yeah. For some comments, um, I don't know if, if oh, Ruid, if Ria has them. Um, if Ruid, if Ruid, how we speak now. We just speak like Muppets. We, we've got too <laughs> like much. We got. We, 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 we saw the Swedish Chef and we're like. <laughs> 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 Terribly, terribly racist. Terribly that's, racist. That's what he does. I know, no, no, I'm not saying you are. I'm saying the characters. <laughs> oh, yeah, But you definitely. are now cancelled, though, Megan. Sorry. <laughs> you you may still be a racist, Megan, but I've not seen anything to suggest this. So. <laughs> Time will tell. Time will tell. I'm watching it. That's all right. Should, should we move into... Do it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I forgot that I'd asked that question, so thanks, Dan. Um, I'll quickly get up the Discord. Good, good diversionary racist chat happening. You're Thank welcome. Aren't we all a little bit racist sometimes? Isn't that right, Avenue Q? Well done. You've seen Avenue Q. Well done. I have, I have. We've all seen it here. Yay. <laughs> I've seen it twice. Okay. <laughs> Show off. Sorry. Oh, such a show off. Um, it's fine. Chaotic. That's my whole thing. So I said, yes, I said we'll be discussing Disney films and asked if anybody wants to do any honourable mentions. So we've had from Super Dummy Paul and from Alison, lovely Alison Shelton, both obviously shouting out for Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, mm. which I have not seen. So I was like, what is it about it? Because I don't know what any of you are talking about. Um and general comments are it's weird, which was appreciated. There's, um, it felt like a guardian, 
the Guardians and Guardians of the Galaxy piece and you could feel it was sort of like low budget, but you don't really care. You just enjoy watching it. You're just there for the ride, which it's is fun. really lovely, which is sometimes just what we need. Let's mm. be honest. It's, it's Especially, watch, really. Yeah, it's Christmas. charming. It's charming mm. and lovely and it's got a nice you know, message. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Paul said it's just spend some time with the characters that usually more in the background and brings, in, brings them into a new kooky scenario. And it's got a nice Christmas message at the end and lots of good Christmas music. Um, Math pointed out Home Alone, of course, because it's on Disney. Yeah. Never good seen shout. It. What? I part, hate her. I've alone. seen parts of it, but I, I really am not. The parts I've seen, wow. I'm not a fan of. So I just never really ne- bothered. Next year, next. Wow. Year. I'm not. I'll do the four Home Alone movies next year. Yeah, I'm not usually a fan of slapstick, but I think Home Alone does good slapstick. Mm. I think my problem with Home Alone is that I've seen it so many times, but never all the way through. Ah. I've only actually. I feel seen like it. that's the story of your life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, so I, I've Power seen through. it. I've seen it loads, but yeah, I think I've seen it once or twice all the way through. But it's just not. I find Macaulay Culkin annoying. Hmm. I've just seen bits and pieces. I've seen like uh, the odd scene of the burning with the iron. I will, scene I will say. Down. I will say this about Macaulay Culkin. He, he got off heroin, so that's something. Got to give him that. Good job. I mean, yeah. as a person, he's incredibly yeah. interesting, and he should yeah, be very listen to proud of. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I mean the child in the film. Really I don't know the actor yeah. himself. Yeah. We listen, yeah, yeah. we listen to podcasts because I've seen. Oh no, I've seen him in um, My Girl. I really liked him in that film. Not seen. That ah, movie. yeah, that's that's that. Now that's a tearjerker, isn't it? Fucking dark. Yeah, <laughs> it can't be a big mistake. <laughs> he can't. He can't see without his glasses. That's awful. <laughs> so Stop sad. It. We don't. We don't need tears right now. We're high on Christmas. Stop it. Christmas comments. So Tony said, obviously, Muppets is the best of the best. He dislikes Christmas in general, so most of the time Christmas movies are not his jam. However, it was seeing Donna Reed in It's a Wonderful Life that made him know that he liked girls. I love that movie. Um, oh. <laughs> which is fantastic. Um, great point from Jack here. He says, Disney own all the old Fox back catalogue now, so yippee because Die Hard is not just the best Christmas movie, it's the best movie of all time, full stop. Which got three 100%. Oh, that 100% wasn't for me. I'm joking. I, I, I think Die Hard is a cracking Christmas movie. Not to say it's the best movie ever, but in the action movie sphere, it, it's hard to beat, to be fair to it. like There's very few action movies you could say are basically flawless like it is. Yeah. Very good film. Yeah. So that's it. That's our comments. I probably should have done it earlier and done it on like social media, but I next year. I only thought about it at the last minute because somebody else put on Discord. Oh, I'm talking about this thing. Any comments? And I thought, oh, I should probably do that for our podcast. Thanks for helping with me on my admin. I never remember to do that for my podcast ever. Like, I, like if chit chat is always interview stuff, I'm just always like, if I start asking people for their questions, half the questions I ask these people are going to be questions other people want to know, and I don't want. I want to ask my questions. <laughs> so I'm like, no, me, me. No, it's not for my me. You listen. Show. You get no involvement whatsoever <laughs> in my questions. Thank you very much. It's no, not genuine chit chat for you, you peasants. No, but I, I think next year we'll maybe, yeah, we can watch Home Alone and then we can maybe try and uh, do comments early on and sure. see. Maybe we get the we audience to vote. We should do all of them, really. Maybe yeah, we'll do, the it, do it in the future. If, 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 uh, if you guys forget, I'll do it. 
Dan's just volunteered. Do you hear that, Ria? Lovely. Dan's just volunteered. And I'm already like vetoed you... from it because... Yeah, so Dan's just volunteered everyone that all the social media to do with Disney discussions is now 100% not all. on Dan. <laughs> I was joking, not all. I, I have to... I'll still be editing this episode and it together. I, I had a break after She-Hulk. I was like, I can't do the social media for it. It's a lot to deal with, isn't <laughs> it? Like, it? That like, especially for you. That was that was nine, <laughs> nine, nine weeks of covers every day. It was a bit much. <laughs> I can't stand doing like one or two posts a week and I'm doing yeah. it. I'm like, oh, my God, I hate doing social much. media. And then going on all the different ones. I've got I've got YouTube now. I've got Mastodon. I've got Hive. I'm not yeah. using Hive because it doesn't allow you to copy and paste. So I can't be asked. It doesn't allow you to copy and paste. That mm. enough for me is a no. I no, know. I, I, <laughs> I did look into Hive or Mastodon. I was like, let, let me wait for Twitter to see if it actually crashes or if it's yeah, just yeah. a big internet overreaction. I'm still on, bo- I'm still on both. I'm we'll still see. on all of them. I'm we'll still see. on all of them. Uh, but that was some amazing comments. Thank you guys for sorting that. Um, any final words before we plug ourselves shamelessly as the year comes to an end? Any final words about these Christmas movies or anything else anyone wants to say? Happy Christmas. There That's you go. lovely. What else do we need? Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. New Year's, Thanksgiving. Happy if you don't care about Christmas. Yeah. Happy if you do care about Christmas. It's all good, guys. We're all so, human. We're all here on nice. Earth. You only live it's one right. life. Right. It'll be nice. Yeah. Just be nice and eat loads of food. And for me, Christmas, just be nice. eat people food like. and be with people you like. That's it. Yeah. It's good. Love a bit. That's good. Food. Um, all right. Well, then, uh, yeah. So next year we'll be starting off. I think we're just going to do the cycle again. Uh, I don't know if that means it starts with me. I think it might do. Um, but I think... And then we'll we'll figure it out. But I, I think I'm going to do the 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 animated cart the cartoon ones, which are like lesser known. So I think it was like Atlantis, Empress New Groove, okay. uh, Treasure Planet, and another one. I think they were the the general idea. If I am going first again next year, but we'll all get a go. We'll all have a bit of fun, and we'll have some more time. And maybe we we'll get some audience votes. See if there's any kind of if we can get to the end of the year, maybe we get Ooh. audience to pick, and we'll have like a few Disney films that we don't choose at all across all. Yeah. Of Disney, that any suge- maybe, maybe, maybe our next one should just we should just ask people what we should do. Yeah, we could, we could definitely do that. do that, even if we got a theme or something. But we'll figure it out, friends. This is a podcast admin, Maria's favorite part of the show. Um, so <laughs> yeah. you can just yeah, normally we do this after recording, and I go, I've got to go, bye, and leave yeah. them all to do it. <laughs> yeah, and then I do it on Discord, and then Megan gets to not be involved. So me and Dan are always on every part. But now, but now now you've made a giant collective out of them on film. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be doing a lot more. And lot I'm going to be the admin queen. Mm. It is delightful. <laughs> when you're doing everything off your own back, it is a lot. It's a thing. It's yes. definitely a thing. Um, let's stop telling people about admin and tell them where they can find us. You, you can, can find me at Rhea Carrigan <laughs> on Twitter or at Rhea Carrigan on Instagram. Look out for me in January for at Fem On, the new collective that I'm starting up with. Um, people you've heard from before, Alison, Ada, Tonya and Jess. It's going to be amazing. Um, come join us. It is Christmas. Times are hard. If you can afford it, if you can pick up a few extra things in your shopping trolley when you go shopping, please donate to your local food bank. Please donate to the Trussell Trust. People need help more than ever right now. Um, and if you need help, do not be ashamed. Go and go and speak to your food bank. Go and speak to Systems Advice. Go and speak to your local council. And let's all just love each other and help each other. And we all deserve to be warm and fed and happy all the time, but especially over the festive period. So mwah, love you all. That's why I wanted to end it with Rhea, because I knew hers would be smashing. Oh, sorry. That's why I was going to be like, right, we'll go first. Rhea's going to do charity. She can't do, she can't do <laughs> intros. 
She can't do intros <laughs> or plot descriptions, but when she's checking out of the podcast, she's yeah. on fire. I'm like, I'm I've got to go. I've got to go to bed. Yeah, well, uh, you can find me at Genuine Chit Chat on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. And you can find me at Styles Comics and Canon on the Comics Motion feed and a few other places as well. Megano? Find me on Instagram. Grits gets fit. Not going to spell it out for you. I'll you probably won't see me post that much. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. That's find, me. Find her on Are you going to post Patreon. a picture of your Christmas tree? Uh, yeah, I will. Although there was a bit of an ordeal with the Christmas tree, but. Uh, I wanted a bigger one and the bigger one didn't fit and then it made me sad and mm. so now we've got the skinny one from last year. But um. I will eventually post a picture of my I don't know. Picture. I don't know why, but I have some very dirty thoughts then uh, when you said all that. Um. <laughs> well, because I'm about to be really wholesome and say I love pictures of Christmas tree. You know how everybody else complains? Be like, oh, there's pictures of Christmas trees all on my social media. I'm like, yeah, I awesome. Know people Send me pictures of your Christmas trees. I will. Yeah, do it. Do it. Dan. Um, so find you. Uh, before I plug myself... I'm currently in, if, you, if you're unlike Megan and like weird Christmas films, <laughs> come and check my podcast out because I'm doing Alternativity Stories, which are alternate holiday films around the festive period, uh, and comics. I've just done Klaus, which is an origin story for Santa in comic book form, which is really, really good. Um, it's a bit of a hodgepodge at the moment because there's been a lot of cancellations and there's been some other stuff, so I, I might record an extra one with an extra guest because things might need to be shifted. Um, but, uh, yeah, there should be four podcasts in total, and we'll see what they are. I'm not entirely sure just yet, but they they will happen. I will make them happen uh, just in time for Christmas. But, yeah, it's one of my favourite periods. It's always really hard to, to plan and get people sat down and recording, um, but I always manage it somehow. Uh, so, yeah, check those out. Uh, Dan at Dan underscore Boars on Twitter, Secret Boars on Facebook, Spider Dan Secret Boars on Instagram, and I'm on Mastodon and all those other things. Goes to my website, all the other links are there, and all the other good stuff. And this stuff is on there as well, all the Disney discussions and anything I've done with Mike or Megan or Rhea or the Comics in Motion people. Bye. I'm done. Amazing. Final <laughs> thing, video versions of Disney discussions. Uh, you can watch a bunch of them on YouTube as well in a YouTube playlist. So if you fancy that and see our lovely faces in this And I've video. made a playlist on my YouTube as well. Don't them. go to that one, only mine. Although <laughs> I forget I forget that it's videos. So every so often I shove Mike off of me because he gradually starts leaning on me. I just want to cover So every so often in the video you'll just see me just shove Mike this. out of the way. Let me just come back on. It looks like I'm insane, but it's actually her because the, the line of our arms touching is where the microphone is so it just looks like i'm mad again again it's is that 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 inner tim allen of you coming out just you know that inner inner that inner trump supporter is coming out of you oh yes yes that inner trump supporter that's deep deep inside me Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes i love that orange man what a hero of the greatest nation on earth I, I really feel your passion. Yeah, yeah, I don't think America is the greatest nation on earth. I think it's probably one of the worst Western ones. Oh no, drop a bomb in the middle of them at the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh, bye guys. Merry Christmas. Happy Offended. holidays. We love all of you. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a great year and we'll see you in 2023. Bye. 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 And that is the end 
of Disney Discussions 5 or 4.5. Don't know. We'll figure it out in the new year what uh, the next one's going to be named. If the Christmas special is going to count episodically or not. We'll figure that out. But, friends, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't checked out the other four Disney Discussions, make sure you do that. We've tackled a wide range of things. Pixar movies, our favourite Disney movies, sequels no one asked for, and the weird and the wonderful Disney movies that Disney don't really want you to see because they're not even on Disney Plus or anything. So please check those out. Please follow Spider Dan and Rhea on social media and follow their amazing podcasts as well. Uh, links are in the description. Obviously, I think there was all plugs at the end of this conversation anyway, so they should have said. Uh, but always a reminder, check out the show notes. There's loads of great information in there. This is going to be the last full episode released on the Genuine Chit Chat feed. So the next episode or two that I'm going to be releasing is probably going to be just stuff for my Patreon, and then Patreons will get an extra bonus episode when I release those. But over the Christmas season, I like to try and chill out a little bit more and less people listen to podcasts. So it'll be good to start the new year off. But in brief, in the new year, I'm going to be talking to Tony Farina about Weezer. We go for the whole discography. We're also going to be talking with uh, Goff of Beer Nuts Production because I've spoken to him like five times, I think now. I've also got a conversation planned with an author and there's a few other bits and pieces going along as well in January. So there's lots of other fun collaborations and obviously another Disney discussions. Um, so lots of cool things going on. If you want some bonus content, go over to patreon.com slash genuine chit chat and we get loads and loads of content. I think it's like 120 episodes of Afterthoughts at the moment and Megan's in almost all of them. So uh, make sure you check that out if you want to support the show and support me and Megan specifically, but also consider checking out Spider Dan's Patreon as well because I am a Patreon supporter and it is great fun. There's lots of cool content there too. But that's generally it for me. For Styles Comics and Canon, I'm going to release an episode, I think, just before or on Christmas, which is going to be Star Wars number 25. Nice little special there. And then the week after that, I may release a Patreon special. There's a book review on there that I've done. I don't know. We will figure it out. But things are still moving ahead. You will still get some degree of episodes and things. And uh, obviously, make sure you check out the guest spots. Links are in the description that I've done recently, including appearing on Indie Comics Spotlight to talk about Miracle Man. But thank you, friends, on the feed of Comics in Motion, Genuine Chit Chat, or on the Genuine Chit Chat YouTube channel. Well, actually, I don't normally put these on the YouTube channel, so no one on YouTube will hear this part, but I appreciate anyone checking out anyway. But whatever feed you're on, hope you have a Merry Christmas, a wonderful holiday season, however you do or do not celebrate this time of year. Hope you have a good old time, a great end to 2022, and I hope you all have a good start to 2023. So thank you again, as always. Appreciate you muchly, and we'll speak to you very soon. Bye! Merry Christmas and happy holidays! That's a little special thing. That's the normally the kind of stuff you get on Patreon. So if you like Megan singing and the little buy, become a Patreon supporter because uh, you get that every episode. Anyway, thanks, friends. I didn't realise it. Shh. <laughs> I didn't realize. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're making me look bad in front of all my friends. Hi, I'm Alison Shelton, writer and creator of the indie comic Reburn. You may have heard about us on Indie Comic Spotlight, thanks to Tony and Rhea. Reburn follows May, a superpowered woman who takes on the cult-like utopian society that ripped her life apart. Our comic picks up when she's ready to burn it all down. We're incredibly proud of our all-female team. Myself, artist Elise McCall, editor Jessica Patel, colorist Hilary Jenkins, and letterer Joe Matt Gill. Renowned comic writer and artist Kari Andrews said of Reburn, it's an impressive debut, a violent, visceral, and emotion-fueled spectacle. A story you need to read right now. We agree. And we have hard copies and digital copies of issues one through four available on our website, reburncomic.com. That's R-E-B-U-R-N comic.com. Check it out. <laughs>